brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit voicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. You are listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. X out, go listen to some boring podcast where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay, don't listen to Joe Lanza because Joe Lanza's not changing. And Rich Craig. Who delivers this guy in a big spot? Joe, don't yell at me. In the big spot, who delivers better than this guy? Stop yelling at me. I agree. And we are live here on the Voices of Wrestling flagship podcast. I'm Rich Craig, alongside, as always, the king of banter, Mr. Joe Lanza. Joe, what's going on? Just sitting here enjoying my smoothie, getting ready for a. uh, (laughs) It's not a smoothie, it's an icy. (laughs) Big difference. Yeah, but a smoothie sounds more sophisticated. It does. Yeah, so. yeah. What would what uh, have you? Are, you don't. I don't. You don't strike me as a smoothie guy, but I could be wrong. I actually don't know that about you. Are you a smoothie guy? I enjoy a smoothie now and then. Okay. Sure. What's what's in a Joe Lanza smoothie? If you had a a cheeky uh, smoothie place, what would be the Lanza special? I keep it simple. No more than two fruits. Can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't get crazy. You um, can't. It it's a some, smoothie. No, you're supposed to get crazy no. with a smoothie, right? If it has some stupid name, I'm not ordering it. You know what I mean? Like, I like if it has some like, uh, you know, some uh, some cutesy name. I, no, yeah. no Just banana, no the, banana breezes for Joe Lanza, or like you know, like that's uh, not yeah. even that I can handle. But if it's got some long convoluted name, like because the chain has wacky names for everything. I'm going somewhere and just ordering strawberry banana or something. I said, just keep it simple. I'm not saying your stupid name. It's like, uh, you know, IHOP. No, you know, I'm not ordering the Rudy 2D fresh and fruity. I'm not saying all that. <laughs> that's why. That's probably why you don't like Waffle House, right? Because you have well, to kind of use their vernacular when you when you go there. The thing with Waffle House is the reason I hate Waffle House <laughs> is because the one Waffle House I went to was disgusting as a lot of Waffle Houses are apt to be. I mean, if you get a bad Waffle House, it's going to be a disaster. So it soured me on Waffle House forever because I went to Waffle House and it was like, it was, it was, it was just filthy. It was disgusting. It was nasty. Um, and now it, it has just turned me off from Waffle House. So um, that's why I don't like Waffle House. But I'm not saying some goofy name for a smoothie. Like I'll I'll, I'll order a strawberry smoothie somewhere. Sure. But I'm not ordering it if it has a gimmick name. I'm Got not that, saying all fair. that at the counter to like the 16 year old girl at the counter. I'm not saying all that. I just I don't have the patience. I don't want to sound like a goofball. You know what I mean? Yeah, my, my go to uh, my go to smoothie place keeps it pretty simple. If it's you know it's got like five ingredients, but the main ingredients like you know some sort of coffee ice or some sort of coffee blend. It's just like 
uplift or like wake up or you know what i mean it's just like that which is perfect that's that's a, a easier way to do it yeah it's not it's not too uh overly gimmicky because i'm right with you it gets a little weird when you're up there saying hey i'm gonna get the rudy tooties on the, like get out of here it's just i'm an adult so yeah. i can't be I'm doing a man. That. yeah i'm 40 i'm, 40. <laughs> I'm not 40 yet but <laughs> quickly kid. quickly approaching yeah what's he up to these days who's he coaching with that had to be 10 years ago he's got to be it's got to be more than that even right yeah, I mean, you would think. I was using it as like, um, we were using it as a drop on 643 Sports back in the day. And that. He I might mean, be well over that 50 mark. I'm not <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't know what he is now. He's probably 55 or something like that. He's probably. Like, Classic clip, though. He was uh, o- uh, Oklahoma State then, right? Or no, Oregon like, State. Was it Oregon State or can't Oklahoma be State? Right. Uh, this says, uh, his first name's not, what the hell is his first name? It's not Mike. I thought it was Mike Gundy. Uh, or Mike, yeah. Gundy, Mike Gundy. Yeah, Mike Gundy. Um. He's 53. There you go. So the I'm a man, I'm 40 clip. <laughs> 13 40, years yeah, old. Yeah, 13 years old. There you go. Yeah. He's still still kicking at Oklahoma State. Good for him. Yeah. He got in a little trouble either last season or this season. I think it may have been the season before. He was wearing a uh, a, a own T-shirt in a picture. The uh, the That conservative news network. OAN oh, or whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, so um, he obviously he got in big trouble for that, <laughs> and had to like denounce it and say he didn't know what it was or something. I don't <laughs> but he know absolutely he did, and he absolutely, absolutely watches knows what it. it is. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely yeah. watches it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was either last season or two seasons ago or something. Um, but other than that, you know, he's yeah, he's still there, still scoring fifty points a game and giving up forty five. Yeah. There you go. Hey, you know what? It, it works. It kind of for them. Um, yeah. All right. One thing I wanted to do here, Joe, before we, we, we got too off track here, uh, I did want to do kind of a we, – we do this from time to time. We'll look back at past shows. We'll talk about things we used to talk about back in the day. Okay, why on earth would we ever want to do that? <laughs> I, well, this one will be – You're trying be, to get me canceled. Uh, th- well, yeah, but th- this one, I think, we're, I think we'll, we'll skate by with this one. So, Joe, I don't have the exact date in front of me, but at this time, seven years ago, back in 2014, we did a show. I, I know for a fact we did a show. Yeah. Where you and I got on here, we probably had one uh, twentieth of the listeners that we have now, or one hundredth of the listeners we had now, and back in twenty fourteen, uh, we got on here and we did a show where we discussed World Wrestling Entertainment launching their new video platform to some mm, iffy so and so. It was okay. There were some problems. There were some issues. There were some things that were an issue. You know, we weren't quite sure. Uh, well, at the same time, we were discussing this brand new video platform. Uh, World Wrestling Entertainment was, you know, in WrestleMania season. This is back in 2014, seven years ago. They're in WrestleMania season. And they had just had a big comeback from a, a, a star of the past. He wins the Royal Rumble as a babyface. Somewhere along the line, it doesn't, kinda, it doesn't really work out. You, you might remember this from seven years ago, uh, 2014. Didn't quite work out. Uh, he's kind of bombing all over the place. So what they do, they turn him heel and they insert the up-and-coming young wrestler Daniel Bryan into the main event of WrestleMania, a show we did seven years ago in 2014. Do you remember that show that we did discussing WWE's new video platform, a star from the past turning heel because he's bombing, and then Daniel Bryan being inserted into a main event of WrestleMania from seven years ago? Well, sir, I certainly remember that (laughs) storyline with Blue Tista, but... um... I cannot say that I have any recollection of the specific show. 
But well, but yes, clearly there's some parallels here. Y- yes, I just I, it, it, to me, I just it, I, I find it how remarkable uh, how remarkably different wrestling is now seven years ago. As this week, we're going to talk about Peacock, WWE's new video platform. And we're talking about Edge bombing, uh, coming back, winning the Royal Rumble, absolutely bombing, turning heel, and now Dan O'Brien being inserted into the main event of WrestleMania. So it's just, it's crazy how those two, I mean, they're really not, I mean, you said some parallels. I guess the Peacock WWE Network's a parallel, but I'm not seeing at all the parallel of Daniel Bryan and Batista and Edge and all that sort of stuff. So I don't know, I don't know what you're getting at. I would just bring up a completely random show that has nothing to do. Yeah, it's it's. I detect some sarcasm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's it, 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 it's it, it is so thing. funny. It is so funny. <laughs> seven years ago, too, almost to the yeah. day, the same stuff is happening. When I see Dana Bryan inserted in the main event of WrestleMania, Edge is snapped and he's hitting people with chairs and da, 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 da. and then the disaster that is Peacock. It was just like, God damn it, we've done the show for you know, seven or eight years, and and something that happened in 2014 is still happening. Today, almost, almost in perfect harmony from what happened seven years ago. It's just, it, 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 I can't, I, I don't even know where to begin with, with old world wrestling entertainment. But uh, we've been uh, doing the show for nine years. So yeah, well, nine whatever. Years. Who's counting? I am clearly you. I am. <laughs> Apparently you. So that's true. I, I want to get to that tenth, that uh, that uh, ten year mark. See, won't be the tenth anniversary, but. I'm going to call it the 10th anniversary to annoy you because I know that book. <laughs> Michael Cole style, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm going to call it the, the, 10th, the 10th anniversary, anniversary of the Voice of the Wrestling flagship, yeah. Which really wouldn't be till the 11th year. But, um... Well, that was also, like, people, there was, like, your, well, actually, is on the end of the decade, at the end of 20... Like, because people were doing, like, end of decade lists in 2019, remember? Yeah. And people were like, well, actually, the end of the decade, it's like, you're the worst. Go away. <laughs> the absolute I mean? worst. Like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, Almost as bad yeah. as you mentioned it on Twitter, the I don't even watch TV guy. Like, fuck off, dude. Nobody wants to hear no, from you. No one is more annoying than <laughs> I don't even own a TV humble brag guy. Yeah, fuck off. Like, dude. he ever like he thinks he's cool. I read and books. I love it all. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool, buddy. But everyone just thinks he's a weirdo. You know what I mean? Nobody thinks that guy is cool. They think he's fucking weird. You know? Like, how do you not have a TV in your house? Like, I'm not saying you have to be sitting there, you know, DVRing, uh, you know, Big Bang Theory every Tuesday night on CBS, but you gotta, it's it's just normal to own a TV, you know, that's, and that guy is always so proud of himself. You ever run into, I don't own a TV guy. Oh, he's absolutely. like so proud yeah, of it when yeah. he says it, you know, um, but yeah, he's like the worst guy. No question about it. Yeah, him and and actually the end of the decade is the uh, the 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 you know the t- the twenty twenty is actually the end of the the t- decade. Fuck off, dude. Right. Nobody cares. <laughs> like, yeah. Let us do our end yeah. of decade list in twenty nineteen and, and and be over it. Okay. Yeah. Stop. How about this? You do your end of decade list next year, so everyone can <laughs> right. mock you. Right. I will be normal like the rest of society and do mine when everyone else is doing it. You know. Um. Yeah, that guy, yeah, pedantic guy with dates and stuff. Yeah, that guy's annoying, too. <laughs> but <laughs> so. he's not pretentious, like, I don't even own a No, TV yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. I don't That's know a TV guy, yeah. Of- he walks into the room and just, he cannot wait to tell you that he doesn't own a TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and you, and see, he, you and- see it coming, too. You can kind of tell, I don't own a TV guy. Like, you see a guy he's walking around, and you're like, this fucking bit. asshole doesn't own a TV. I know it. I just know this guy. <laughs> like, you're, he's you know, you're, at the bit. Right, you're, you're at a party or something like that, and everyone's kind of around the TV, and they're, some, they're talking about TV, and he hears, and he just has to, you know, meander on over, and you know, you just know when he sits down, 
he is just he goes to a function and he's waiting for someone to ask about to like bring up game of thrones right or something. right 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 so he can boast well actually i don't even own a tv like he just cannot wait to say it you know what i mean he's probably wearing a turtleneck there's probably a turtleneck involved um you know, he's just a real pretentious asshole. He's definitely in, like, decent shape because he probably, like, walks or exercises and shit like a weirdo. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he definitely drives a Prius or something. He's just an intolerably pretentious person, you know? He wants to tell you all about how he doesn't own a TV and how he has no carbon footprint. That's all that guy <laughs> wants to talk about. Like, th- those are the only two topics yeah, that he rides his bike to work, I'm sure. Yeah. He 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 badly wants to corner you and tell you the merits of going green. He's just you just can't you can't tolerate him. You know, you just you just get you want to get away from him. You you sniff it coming. You, you just know it's coming a mile away. Um, because it's always the same guy. How did we? You promised we weren't going to get off tangent. I, well, no, yeah. I mean I guess that's that's true. There's probably there's a lot of people that watch uh, WWE these days that apparently don't own TVs either. So that makes uh, that makes a lot of sense. But let's uh, let's talk about um, I don't even know where to begin with WWE. Let's let's talk about Peacock. So WWE Network is on Peacock. And you think Daniel Bryan's I don't own a TV guy? Oh, absolutely. Are you fucking kidding? Of course he is. He's too busy. See, he's outside planting legumes or something. You know? <laughs> right. The best like, part. See, no, the best part about Daniel Bryan being the I don't own a TV guy is you know that Bree has a TV and there's a TV in the house, but he still tells you he doesn't own a TV. And then when you say, well, what about that? He goes, well, I, 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 I don't even watch it. It's for Birdie or whatever. <laughs> there's another kid, right? Or is yeah. it just Birdie? I don't. But I he still would, he would still count it as he doesn't own a TV, even though there's clearly, you know what I mean? He doesn't watch it, so that type of thing. What they name the other one? Bogey. I don't know. What's, what's the other name? Par. Yeah. I don't. I, that's not Augusta. Augusta is the other one. The other one's Augusta. Augusta. <laughs> it's not a bad name, actually. I'm gonna write that one down. Beth Page Black is the other kid's name. Like, what? What are we doing here? So he didn't name it. That's. He, it's not. It's not. Uh, I don't believe it's a derivative of the golf term. No, I. I. I, I think it's. Uh... No. I think it's birdie for some other reason that I can't uh, can't really explain. So, you know, so nine iron is that his, Daniel Bryan's <laughs> other kid, or is that a member of Retribution? That it's, is a member of Retribution. Yes, the uh, the uh, unfortunately fracturing at the seams. Retribution. So, Sandwedge, right? They would name one Sandwedge. Um, yeah, they don't exist anymore. But I'm jumping ahead because I was going to ask you if you watched the pre-show. I didn't, but I just know they don't exist. So that's, <laughs> I did not watch that. Are you kidding? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, some of us are dedicated to the craft, and others they blow off. Is there pre-show. a bird in your house? What is that noise? It's a bird. I, I uh, <laughs> shoot that thing. It's too loud. What the hell? There's no bird in the house. I, I have my window open. Oh, which is okay. Very you, can, you can, no, 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 no. Please keep your window open. Get some nice air going in there. But that bird is very loud. See, what's it doing at this that, hour? It's eight o'clock. Go to bed, bird. It's pitch black. I have no <laughs> yeah, idea what why. What are you doing? It, I don't know. Let me see what's going on here. I thought you were trying to be cute because we were talking about Birdie, and I was like, are you playing, like, a bird thing on your phone? Like, you can keep the window open. No, I mean, it's you really shouldn't have your window open when you're doing a podcast, but I forgot to close it before we started. <laughs> it's so loud. Is there a nest right out there? I don't know. I, it doesn't sound close to me. They sound like they're far away, but um, I'm going to have to close it because in about a half hour, the people who live, not my neighbors, but the people who are, like, back-to-back with my house, like, I guess, how would you describe that? The neighbor that lives 
Like their backyard. Oh, yeah, I don't know what you call that. I, I, I guess still a neighbor. I don't know if there's actually a term for that neighbor, but. Yeah, but I will never meet these people because oh, they no. live on a God, different no. street. Yeah. God, you know, no. like, yeah. Um, every night they have like. <laughs> they got these... are ridiculous. I know. I know. This is unusual. Um, they've got these two like pit bulls or something, and I guess they don't let them sleep in the house. So right around this time uh... every night, they, they put them outside in a cage. <laughs> First of all, they have to, like, it's a process getting them in. And there's just yelling and screaming. Because they don't want to be in a cage. They don't want to be in a cage. Right, outside. Cause... And then once they get them in there, they bark until, I shit you not, like, 2 in the morning. Ugh. And I can only imagine the people who live directly on each side <laughs> right, of the house. Right, right, Trying to sleep. It's, obs- it's obscene. Especially I mean, a, pit bull, a pit bull bark, too, which is just deep and just, yeah. It, it is deep. It, it shakes echoes, the house. Yeah, it shakes the house and stuff. echoes through the whole neighborhood. They can, I'm telling you, they could hear, they could hear these dogs at Kyle Field. I mean, it's just <laughs> in, insane how loud these dogs are. And I don't care because I'm awake, but I have so much sympathy for the people who are trying to sleep in this neighborhood. You're going to hear them these fucking dogs because this is right around the time where they let them out and try to get them in the cage why even own a dog if you're going to put it outside to sleep in the I know fucking yeah cage? that's that I, I can't believe that I knew a few people that, that too and it's just yeah <laughs> like it infuriates me as I say that as I'm like you know try like sleeping as as weird as I possibly can to accommodate my two dogs in the bed you know what I mean? take up most of the bed steal most yeah. of the blankets and I'm, I have one leg off the bed I'm you know, doing all this stuff it's like yeah like they're maybe on the better track than I am. There, there's somewhere in between there of of accommodate the dogs at every turn and leave them outside in a cage. It's somewhere in between, but I haven't found that just yet. So brutal. Okay, so peacock. Uh, we we're talking about birdie. We we're talking about peacock. We had a lot, a lot of bird references so far in the show. You got your little fun bird uh, behind you. Um, I don't know if you've checked out peacock so far. WWE Network on peacock. It's a fucking disaster. It's a mess. I have not, and I refuse. It's not good. It's it's not good. It is. Uh, uh, listen, I'm not paying for no archive. They have nothing up yet. You know what I mean? Like even for 4.99, I'm not paying. Basically, all I'd be paying for are the current pay per views. And I don't need to see them that badly. Right, 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 right. So until they get the whole archive up, I'm not. And I'm not even talking about the stuff we're going to get into with the uh, with the um, editing. That doesn't even concern me. I just want the archive that I had before. You know what I mean? I'm waiting for that, or I'm not paying for it. So, you know, we'll see if they get it up by SummerSlam, like they say. Yeah, that that right now. So, for people that don't know, um, and Joe, you're a little scratchy on your end. Hate to say it. All right, let me see what I could do. See, see, but uh, what what? So the current idea. So ro- the, the the official rollout, I don't know exactly when it was. I think it was right after we recorded. We recorded on Wednesday last week if I remember correctly. Oh yeah, we went head to head with Dynamite uh, one week uh, uh attempt to go head to head with Dynamite. Did not work out. We're back on Thursdays. But uh essentially, I think it came out Thursday or Friday that it officially, you know, they started uploading stuff on there. You could go to Peacock. I was able to get it quote unquote for free with my cable. What I quickly found out is the premium plan, the Peacock premium plan still includes ads and I'm like I'm not paying for fucking I'm not going to have a bunch of ads on this thing. So I upgraded to the Peacock Premium Plus type thing that that has no ads and everything and the whole archives are available or whatever for me. Okay, cool. We're there. Um the sorting is a disaster. 
right out right out of the gates for people that have not jumped onto there yet in America. Obviously, this only affects America. Everybody else is is good for right now. Uh, the sorting is a disaster, as we all expected, as I definitely expected. Is like, hey, you're putting something that normally holds TV shows and normally holds holds you know episodic TV and season based episodic television shows. How is it going to handle? Wrestling, which is not that same way, which is a lot of year based, which is a lot of event based, which is date based, all that sort of stuff. And the way it's handling it is fucking poorly. You have to know. So if you want to watch Survivor, Joe, if you want to watch Survivor Series 1993, you need to figure out what year (laughs) the original Survivor Series was and then find out how many years away from that original Survivor Series your the 1993 survivor series is so you got to do okay well it's an 87 so it's uh is it season six of survivor series like eventually you can you can click on season six and it'll load up but it's not intuitive at all it's it's annoying so yeah wrestlemania at season 33 episode one is wrestlemania 33 you know what i mean like it, it, it it's it's annoying as fuck to try to do it it's an absolute disaster from that standpoint uh the search impossible to use you can't if you type in wrestlemania 12 or whatever into the search it's not coming up with anything you can type in WrestleMania X, I, I, nothing. You type in WrestleMania, okay, now you get all the WrestleManias there. So you have to go, okay, well, let me scroll down to Season 12, Episode 1 of WrestleMania to watch WrestleMania 12. No chapter guidelines when you get into the video. You just got to scroll, 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 scroll until you find something. Um, that's not great. The uh, organization is terrible. At the bottom, it's just A to Z, every event A to Z. So if you want to watch ECW, you know, hardcore TV, you just got to go all the way to the bottom to the events A to Z and click, 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 click until you get to Elimination Chamber. Da, da, da. Oh, yeah, okay, there we go. ECW barely legal 1997 is on there or whatever. I mean, that absolute disaster from that standpoint. Um, no sort of organization whatsoever, it seems like. Yeah, it's early. It's the first week. They're just plopping everything on there. I get it. But early returns... Not great, and and unfortunately, exactly as I probably predicted, things were going to go with Peacock. So, it sucks. It's fucking garbage. It's terrible. Sounds great. Yeah, I mean, other than that, it's great. I mean, the video quality is fantastic. So, and people wondering why I'm just you know hunting for alternatives to keep the old network. I don't deal with this shit. And on top of that, you know, a fraction of their archive is up right now. You know, that's the biggest draw for me, as we've talked about a million times. So I'm just waiting it out. Yeah, it's gonna... the thing with the archive, too. And, and, and as we quickly found out, I guess we can we can discuss that here, uh, you know, right now before we talk about some alternatives and some other things that we've heard of, of, of people doing and other ways that we can maybe help you. <laughs> you find an alternative as well. Uh, Not to, to the... mention no rewinding the live stream. Right? Bingo. And that's the one thing I was going to bring up before we start moving on to, you know, just some other stuff about Peacock is from a live standpoint, not great. It it's delayed. So for people that are watching in the U S you are now a few minutes behind everybody else that's watching on the network or watching on pay-per-view or watching any other means or whatever, which, you know, for, and, and like, this might seem like kind of a first world problem or whatever, but like, and, and Wade Keller was like one of them people out there being like, Hey, look, I cover this stuff. Like I'm, you know, a pretty big deal in this industry. Like I can't pause. I can't rewind. I can't move back. I'm a few seconds behind or I'm a minute or two behind. Like that's a pretty big deal for people in that business. You you know what I mean? Like that's a, you know, you expect that, Hey, my service, I'm going to be watching in real time what other people do because now Wade Keller, who, who, you know, that again, that's his business to be a newsman for, for wrestling, to have new thoughts about wrestling, all that sort of stuff. His thoughts are now, you know, three minutes late, half the world already knows what he's tweeting about before he's even tweeting, you know, and that, that, 
I get it. I understand why that's a little annoying and a little. It's just it's unnecessary. It just seems like well, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like why why is it so behind? Why is it so this? And 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 I totally get it. I totally get it from his standpoint. Uh, but yeah, not being able to rewind, not being able to pause. That stuff is really really terrible. Um, and then there's, I mean, the thing that we were always worried about, and we were, you know, reassured many times, oh, no, no, it's not going to be the case, no, 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 it's not going to be the case, is, I mean, you plop around and you look at different stuff, and you look at, say, WrestleMania, I'm just throwing it out there, WrestleMania 11, or whatever, I don't know if this is actually the case with WrestleMania 11, but, you know, you click on to Season 11, Episode 1 of WrestleMania, WrestleMania 11, and it says, you know, 24 days left, and you're like, what the fuck? And... People say, oh, that's when it's leaving the free service, but it'll stay up on the uh, every other one of the Peacock services. It doesn't matter what your your price tier is, but I don't I, I can't say that I believe that 100 percent because I am a Peacock Premium Plus member or whatever. And when I go click WrestleMania 11, it says I have 24 days left to watch it. And even if I know that that's not the case or people tell me that's not the case, I won't really know until 24 days later. We'll see. I I, I suspect that it's not going away, but. That's a fucking glaring clock staring at me the whole time as I'm watching it, telling me I only have X amount of days left to watch this thing. And that was always our worry is, are they going to maintain all 17,000 hours of, of content from WWE Network? Is it even possible to do all that? And, and you know, the reassurance is, yeah, they will, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't deal with this. I, I, I have no patience. I don't, I don't want to deal. Listen, this is what they need to do to get me to pay. They need to tell me how much it costs for nothing to ever disappear and how much does it cost to ha- get the entire archive that I had before. Just And that, that's, what I'll, that's when I'll pay you and that's how much I'll pay you. I don't need to know about premium tiers, super premium. Just what does it cost to give me everything so nothing and I never lose anything? That's all I, that's all I want to know. And until they can do that and tell me that, I am finding alternate means to pay nine ninety nine for the other one. Mm-hmm. I, I just I can't I don't do, I don't have any interest in Peacock anyway for all their other stuff. So I'm just not interested in figuring all this out and sorting it out. It just sounds like shit. It's not so, good. Yeah, it's clearly a here you go. Here's all the files. Here's everything. Go ahead, guys. And they, they the people clearly. I mean, Peacock. I I think it's pretty clear that they have no idea what a they got into. <laughs> in the first place no and be idea no idea are. of how to actually sort this stuff organize or whatever i mean it's just well that's the other thing like they're not a wrestling company no no and i don't expect so, them to be i'm not mad at peacock i'm really like a lot of people are like taking their their anger out on peacock i'm not really mad at peacock like they made a terrible i mean some executive made a fucking terrible deal paid vince mcmahon and nick Khan a shit ton of money for the the archives and they just got plopped down onto people and said here you go figure out a way to in- integrate this with our stuff and it's like okay and you got people that no i mean the, the just the, the from the one standpoint of like you go to this area called the attitude era you know what i mean it's called it's a, it's a section called the attitude era the first image you have is from the king of the ring 1996 and it's the ultimate warrior sitting there from king of the ring 1996 and it's like you know it's just one of those little things that you're like no that's not the attitude era you know like it, it's it's just it's like if you had you know you're an MLB service, you know, and it's like famous Marlins and it's just like a guy, you know, it's, it's Randy Wynn and his Razors. You're like, that's not the Marlins. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just you little dumb stuff like two. that. What an incredible reference you went with. <laughs> Randy Wynn. You went with incredible Marlins and then you named an obscure Tampa Bay Devil Ray from 15 years ago. Like, you could have just went 
famous Dodgers and went with Mickey Mantle or something. <laughs> right, right, right. With, no, you went with the Marlins and Randy Wynn. And Randy Wynn, yes. As with. if there would be a magnificent Marlins section of this MLB streaming service. Yeah, that's that's the way my brain goes. You're right. Uh, so famous Dodgers, and it shows, yeah, Joe DiMaggio there. And you're like, oh, that doesn't – I mean, he's not really a you – know, what are you doing? Like that, It's just like little stuff like that, which I, I just – yeah, it's it's a mess. And the other part, too, of course, is what we said from day one is that Peacock has no idea what they've gotten themselves into with this 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 wrestling thing. Uh, very quickly now, as we predicted, the first few rollouts of, 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 you know, censorship stuff has happened with WrestleMania six. You know, everybody knows, oh, hey, all the WrestleManias are up. Wait, where's WrestleMania 6? And then very quickly people realized, oh, I think I know what's going on. And then, you know, a week later, there's WrestleMania 6. And hey, where's Survivor Series 2005? Oh, right. So you can you can little by little kind of figure out, okay, why are these events missing? Why are these events not up here on the original thing? And then it became obvious, okay, they're going to take out, you know, Vince saying the N-word. And they're going to take out the Roddy Piper blackface stuff. And that that obviously, yeah, that is that is the, the very bare minimum early day one hey let's take this shit out and not let this in here but uh, i don't know if you saw there was a hollywood reporter article uh that just came out a few maybe a few hours before we're recording here uh where a source uh that that they talked to which by the way this stuff's up on like hollywood reporter and all i mean this is it's exactly as we predicted it is starting to become a story now that this WWE network stuff's going to get edited and that people are looking at it and whatnot well sourcing that hollywood reporter article is saying that that the team at Peacock and I don't know what team I don't know if this is a 10 people a thousand people whatever that they are now going and reviewing all 17,000 hours of WWE television before SummerSlam before August to try yeah, to decide okay. what to keep in and what to keep out and I just want to let them that. know I don't know how many people they have employed or how long they think it's going to take but uh you're going to you're going to either have to employ quadruple the amount of people that you have at uh, you know thought of or control or you know control a select all fucking delete because you're in for a tough ride here if you're going to go through every single episode and every single thing that you have in the archive and decide, you know, what is good and what is bad and what, what you know, it, it's just not from well, the standpoint that I don't want them to, you know, it, it, some people might get a twist of that. We don't, we just, oh, that, that stuff's not bad. Oh, no, we told you all this shit's terrible. It's just, it's trash ass wrestling. And like when it was in yeah. its own little world, nobody knew how trashy and terrible wrestling is. Well, now everybody, now, you know, Peacock can see it. A, a publicly traded gigantic corporation now has this content that they're beholden to. And there's a lot of shit on there. There's a lot of really vile, vile shit that they're going to find. And it is what they've done is only scratch the surface. If they wipe their hands and said, aha, we took out Roddy Piper wearing blackface. We are good. Just wait. Just wait. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we talked about this months ago when we talked about the purchase. I think we were the first people to bring it up. I think we were the first people to bring it up that they don't know what they're getting into. They're going to find out the hard way unless they scrub this shit beforehand, which is the process they're going through now. The problem with the article I read is it said they're scrubbing the racist content, right? Here's the problem. You either have to scrub nothing and just put up warnings. That's one option. Or you have to scrub everything. You can't just say, we're scrubbing racist content. Because then people are going to say, what about the sexist content? What about the homophobic content? What about, you know what I mean? It, 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 because, are you saying that's okay? Right. Are you what about the misogynistic that? content? What about Tr- yeah. Trish is barking? I can go on Raw and Trish is barking like a dog while Vince McMahon's screaming at her. 
while she's in her underwear. You know what I mean? And then, like, and then where do you draw the line? Is that a wrestling angle or is that sexist? Right, right. So you by 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 getting rid of the racist content, okay, if whatever else you leave on there, you are telling people you think that's okay. And now you're causing yourself a whole nother problem. Once you start doing this, if that's the decision you make, which is fine, you cannot just stop at one ism. Mm-hmm. You have to go all the way. Or, I mean, honestly, or uh, one race either. I mean, that, that and that's, yes. you know, they, I, I, I commend them on like being early about this and saying, okay, let's get this black face thing off. Let's get this, you know, Vince saying the N word thing off. Let's get that out of here right away. Cause those are, those are obvious wins. Those are easy ones that everybody knows about. Everybody's aware of that one. That's probably day one stuff. But I mean, good God, go. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm watching this, you know, I'm watching Mania matches, you know, for the project we're doing at, at, at Patreon, the WrestleMania Randomizer. And I mean, fucking WrestleMania 13. I, I, I don't want to, you know, tip my hand on a, on a match, but like, you know, going through WrestleMania 13, I mean, Ahmed Johnson gets put in a noose by Crush, like, it's, you know, after getting called Uncle Tom, like a few minutes before that. It's like, Rich, you that's don't even have to one call. WrestleMania that I just randomly picked out. Yeah, <laughs> WrestleMania, forget, Res- yeah. forget WrestleMania 13. How long ago was it that Vince McMahon told Roman Reigns he was one generation from having a bone like in his two nose? Years ago, two years ago. Three years ago. How long ago was it that uh, Jinder Mahal uh, uh, exhibited racism towards Shinsuke Nakamura? Three or four years ago, yeah. This doesn't stop at like 1990. <laughs> no, no. It's going on now. I mean, this is what I mean. If they're making the decision to do this – here is what's going to happen at the end of the day. Yeah, Akira Tozawa is wearing a ninja outfit right now. And- yes! <laughs> right now on every Raw, Akira Tozawa is running around with a ninja outfit. And this is exactly what we talked about when the network rolled out, uh, when the network uh, when they sold it to Peacock. And we're not going to repeat our whole conversation, but this is exactly what we talked about. When they had their own little streaming service in their own little world – where it was all wrestling fans, where we all just roll our eyes and know what we're getting into. Right, we know it's trash ass entertainment that we're watching. Yeah, you can get you. They can get away with it because it's just it's 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 there. It's people who already grew up with it and understand how ter- how terrible and trashy it is. This is the real world. This is a gigantic company, NBC, that was not going to allow themselves to get caught with their pants down. The scenario that I laid out when we originally did this topic, which was putting that archive up um, with total ignorance of what it contained, then having some blue, some millennial blue check mark, thinking they're going to do some cutesy wrestling story. Oh, what's this wrestling stuff on the peacock? And then stumbling into all this shit and having a career-making story, which causes a gigantic scandal. Stocks plummet. People get fired. That's what was going to happen if they didn't scrub this shit right off the bat. So they made the right decision. They have no other choice. My opinion is at the end of the day, you will never see the archive again. Because they're going to get a couple weeks or a couple months into this project, and they are just going to throw their hands and say, this is not worth it. Yeah. And what you're going to get on Peacock are the live pay-per-views and your NXTs. And a rotating collection of archive stuff that they can vet, that they can scrub, and that they can put up there for – you can watch this for the next 30 days. You can watch 
32-minute episodes of, of Mid-South because we had to scrub the other 16 minutes. And you can watch it for the next 30 days. Or you can watch all of 1996 ECW. Some of the episodes are seven minutes long. Wait, <laughs> right. watch them. Okay. For the next 30 yeah, Joey Styles it, introduces this, uh, the show. Uh, Jerry, uh, Terry Funk comes out, and then it's over. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Right. That's what it's going to be. You're, you, you are. I am. Yeah. convinced you're never getting that full archive on peacock oh, no. ever again no no and, th- and and that's the thing i see like you know the, the hollywood reporter thing saying oh people are combing through seventeen thousand hours of stuff and hope to have it done by august i mean that that is so ridiculously unrealistic at this point and and i have seen people say oh well you you know they employ a team of people that can go through this okay peacock is there's thousands of things on Peacock. There's movies on Peacock. There's TV shows on Peacock. There, there's all this sort of stuff. Imagine if you're in that corporate office of Peacock. Do you really want half of your staff spending all their time scrubbing these fucking old ECW shows and these old Mid-South shows that seven pe- that you, me, and seven other people are ever going to watch? Joe, no. Yeah, I, that's, yeah. Forget you're going to say you're no, and that's what I said from the beginning. I said, first off, yeah. I didn't think they were ever upload this shit because some guy at Peacock gets a folder that says Mid-South 1982, and he's like, who gives a shit? No, I'm not uploading this. I got to upload a, you know, this this commentary track for King of Queens episode, you know, like season three. Like, that. Like we got movies. We got TV shows. We got a bunch of stuff to upload here. We're not, we're not wasting my time with Mid-South in 1982 and all 52 episodes of this shit. I'm not doing that. Worse yet now, okay, upload all 52 episodes of, of Mid-South in 1982. Oh, yeah, and then go through and watch every single second of it and make sure that anything that's racist or anything that's sexist or anything that's misogynistic or whatever gets removed. That alone, for one company, let's strip out any of these other companies. Let's just say just WWE. Every episode of Raw, every episode of SmackDown, every episode of Wrestling Challenge, every episode of whatever, every pay-per-view, that alone is a Herculean task just to do, let alone WCW and that entire existence. ECW and that entire existence. All the, I mean, it's just, forget it. It's not going to happen. Random, look when we did our last deep dive, right, on Joshi and the WWE, <laughs> right. on the WWF. Right. Just the commentary, like the random throwaway comments on in commentary on some of these matches that inevitably will slip through the cracks because you cannot vet all of it. You can't. It would take years to have people sitting around the clock watching this stuff. And Peacock, you're not just looking for content; you're listening to just random commentary right, on random right. matches and random throwaway lines. And as I said, once you start censoring some of it, you have to get it all, because then people have a legitimate gripe. Because then it becomes, oh well, this by not censoring this, you're telling us you think it's okay. Right. And right, then you're right. in trouble anyway. Right. And this and is it, again, this is this is their words, not mine. I just want to preface that. But how many years did Jerry Lawler, Vince McMahon, all, all these people Kane's Kane, the WWE Hall of Famer Kane, who I mean, ideally they would want to, you know, feature some stuff that Kane was in for years. Again, their words, not mine, they called him Big Red Retard all the time. That was his yep. nickname that Jerry Lawler would call him all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, like that—that that was it. Like, I, I'm positive there's a WrestleMania where they screamed, where Jerry Lawler was screaming that the entire time. How like, are you going to get rid of that off of every? Right, that's what I mean. You're done. Like, forget it. Like, you, you, you it's can't just... find every instance, <laughs> right? And because you've already started getting rid of stuff, when people find things you didn't find, you're dead. Whereas that's why I think it may have been smarter just to not get rid of anything except the super over the top, super egregious. Stuff that you know, but what are they going to do about like Chris Benoit? 
Yeah, I know people brought that up as, as well. It's like, you know, you know once you start you going down the slippery slope, it's like, well, hey, this guy that's like of made of heading these shows like murdered his family. And it's like, ooh. And then if you get rid of Chris Benoit, you got to get rid of Jimmy Snuka. Right. And if you get rid of Jimmy Snuka, you have to get rid of Rock and Rebel. You have to go right down the line. You can't – because once you do something, you have to get all of it. Because if you don't do Rock and Rebel, then the family of his victim says, oh, you don't care about our family? And that becomes a scandal. You know, it's it, – it, it's – <laughs> they have a task on their hands that's so big and so vast that I have zero confidence they're going to complete it. And you're never getting a full archive. You're going to get the rotating options. That's yeah. the only so way. 24-7 style. You remember the uh, the on-demand network that they would have? Yeah, because if you do it that way, I think it's plausible. Oh, absolutely. You can have one guy and say, hey, uh, the, it's this week. Find something from this week. Watch it. Make sure it's good and put it up. You know what I mean? And, and that's not hard. You could have a, a team of people do that. Easily, other yeah, than, you know, yeah, a thousand you, people from Peacock, you know, offices that are going through all this. Shit. I mean, there's it, that, that's the other thing, too. People saying, oh, well, you just employ people. to do, I mean, this we're this is not a wrestling company. They don't care. Yeah, it's easier yeah. for them just to say, you know, to go to their boss and say, do we really even need this shit on here? And the boss saying, no, if I, no, we don't need it. Who cares? You know, nobody watches that stuff effective? anyway. Yeah, it's not cost effective to have right. an army of people go through and, and listen to every single episode of 1994 Smoky Mountain Wrestling to make sure there's nothing offensive in it. Like. It's just not cost effective. And yeah, that that is so that that era is done. I mean, that the era of you just getting everything is done. That is over and gone. And 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 I'm I'm with you. I I'm I would not be surprised if in six month time, if I was a betting man, I would say in six month time, this archive is completely just fucking decimated and removed. And, you know, you like you said, you get your handful of things that come out. Maybe, you know, they can vet every single WrestleMania or something like that. And you always get it all. Every yeah, yeah. What they could do is take a handful of pay-per-views every month and have someone. You, that's doable because you could control how much your team can handle without having to hire more people or pay people over time or, or, or because then it's not cost effective anymore because not en- it's not going to result in enough additional subscriptions, especially if it's just limited archives cycled in and out. Nobody wants that. You know, so – um, the the network as we know it is dead, um, unless you want to use a VPN and and get around things, which I'm exploring. I mean, that's how I'm going to handle it. I mean, I want to find something that works for the Fire Stick ideally, so I can watch on my TV. But if I can't, I'll just use an old school VPN on my laptop and just either cast it to my TV or watch it on my laptop from now on. Because I like the archive and I like watching that stuff, and we do shows based around it, and it's part of our business. But even if it wasn't, even if we didn't do this, I would want that archive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a large chunk of the history of American wrestling is there. And I liked – I'm spoiled. I liked having that at my fingertips for seven years. I liked saying, you know what? I feel like watching Wrestle Ward 90 and then just being able to do it. I liked being able to say, you know, I want to watch – oh, yeah. What was that episode of ECW with that match? Oh, yeah, I'm going to go watch that. Are you, whatever the fuck. And that – I feel like that's been taken away from me, and I know we're never getting it back. So I'm just going to find methods to fucking get it back myself until they inevitably sell off the network rights in all of these countries to these services, which they undoubtedly are trying to do because it's it's far more profitable for them to just sell it to someone and wipe their hands of it and not have to worry about it. Um, long term, I don't know if it's going to be good for them, though, because look, Peacock's not getting all 1.2 million North American subscribers. We know that. We talked about that. Um, we know they're going to lose a bunch. Look, they lost me. You know, I'm not. There's a lot of people like me who are just going to throw their hands and say, "Fuck it, I'm not paying for this shit now." There's going to be a lot of people who didn't realize they were still subscribers that they're never going to get back. Um, 
So, uh, you know, from that respect, there's even less people than ever watching WWE pay-per-views. And then once people break the habit and stop watching for a couple months, that's when you lose them for good because they realize they don't miss it. And that's why so many people have stopped watching Raw over the years because it's so bad. They take a couple weeks off and then they realize, I don't miss that. I'm not devoting three hours every Monday to that. It's, her- it's terrible. I'm not going back. Same thing's going to happen here. So, you know, it's a short-term cash grab for sure. Good business move in the short term. Long term, I'm not so hot on it. Yeah, though. yeah. The popularity, the, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to hurt popularity. Like. There's no way it doesn't hurt popularity. I mean, the, the, the idea, the obvious idea is that, oh, it, it, you know, it's accessible now to more normal human beings or whatever. But like we always say, it's ever to be right now as presently constructed and presently, you know, the way that they produce the wrestling, the way everything goes, like it is a very hard barrier for new fans to jump into. It is not easy. And imagine you're just a random person watching old episodes of Unsolved Mysteries on Peacock or whatever, and you go, ah, WWE, I used to watch wrestling when I was a kid, and you click it, and you get that Fastlane show that we just talked about. Insert any part of that Fastlane show. Yeah. I I don't know if you're coming back. I, I, I like Between the camera cuts, the weird noises, the people screaming, the colors, the the fiend, the lore, I mean, I, I think I'm good. I think I would say, ah, I'm going to go back to, you know, Watching these old episodes of Parks and Rec instead. I, I think that's a little bit nicer for me. So, I don't know. That, I mean, that, and that's the play they're doing there. Is hoping, a, a, the play is, oh, that really giant bag of cash? Yeah, we will take that. That's good. Thank you. And the other play is that, yeah, maybe we grow organically because, you know, people on Peacock find WWE content. And, and, and they, you know, but uh, it's, a, it's a tough gamble. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, 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 it's... If only there was a way around Peacock to watch the old network. You're right, right Joe. Yes, we are uh, currently trying to figure this out ourselves. Joe might be the guinea pig here. Well, Joe wants other people to be guinea pigs uh, as well for this. But uh, we have been, we haven't, people have been saying, oh, you you guys got to talk to VPNs. You got to talk to other VPN companies and see if you can get a sponsorship, see if you can get something going. Well, we got it. We're there. Express VPN, guys. Voicesofwrestling.com slash Express is how you can access that. Uh, the world's largest premium VPN service. One month, three month, and six month uh, subscriptions. You can even do, a, I think, a whole year uh, as well. So if you just want to try it out for one month, see if it works for you, you can do that. Uh, you can do a whole year uh, at cheaper prices. But they have apps for Windows, Mac, Android, iOS, as well as Android TVs, Amazon Fire TVs, routers, extensions for Chrome, for Firefox, for Edge. They got stuff that you can you can unblock stuff from your Apple TV. You can unblock stuff from PlayStation, Xbox, smart TVs, all that other stuff. Best in class encryption, and you can access content from Disney Plus, Hulu, HBO, BBC, ITV, SkyGo, and we believe WWE Network as well. We're trying to kind of figure this out as well uh, because now, and, and this is how we sold it to them is straight up, and I'll, I'll be completely transparent with you guys. We said, hey. WWE is moving, you know, their network uh, in America to Peacock, and it, and it fucking sucks, so we need to figure out a way around it. And these guys went, oh, okay, well, I think our service can do that for you guys. So uh, we'll see. We're going to find out. Joe's going to be the guinea pig on his Fire TV. I'm going to do it uh, this week as well. Uh, but voicethewrestling.com slash express is the way you're going to be able to do that from uh, uh, ExpressVPN. Uh, they have 24-7 customer support uh, as well. And like I said, you can just jump in for one month if you just want to try it out, see if it works for you, see if there's any issues, uh, see if you know it, 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 it works. But it seems easy. They give you a bunch of helpful guides and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, we're both really excited to kind of try it out. Uh, they have 3,000-plus servers, 160 different locations, and 94 countries. So I feel like out of those 94 countries, we, Joe, can find one country that will let us subscribe to the W Network. Uh, maybe Iceland. We can subscribe to the Iceland 
uh, WWE Network. But voicewrestling.com slash express again, express uh, VPN, and they uh, have a wide range of payment methods, international credit cards, PayPal, Bitcoin, Alipay, China's Union Pay. Joe, I know you like to use China's Union Pay. I uh, can do big that fan. as well. Yeah, big, big fan, as we said. Uh, unconditional 30-day money-back guarantee as well from ExpressVPN. So that, that's pretty cool, too. So if you try it and it doesn't work, it doesn't take your credit card, all that sort of stuff, uh, they have a 30-day money-back guarantee, 24-7 customer support via live chat as well. So uh, they have they have told us that they will help us out as we're kind of working our way through this and trying to figure it out. So voicewrestling.com slash express. Uh, if you're in America and you're kind of fucking sick of Peacock already, which I am definitely one of those people. So uh, check that out. Global Network, as we said, 3,000 servers optimized for speeds. Uh, so you can always find one, hopefully, near you that will deliver fast connections. So you can go watch those archives and go back and watch your 1982 Mid-South Wrestling or Wrestle War 1990. So voice slash express. Uh, yet again, and, and uh, hopefully by this time next week, we'll be able to say, hey, we both used it. It both worked great. Joe's watching on his fire stick. I'm watching on my on my computer and my smart TV and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're all kind of trying to learn and, and navigate these uncharted waters uh, together. But uh, yeah, early returns are fuck Peacock. Let's figure out something else. So sucks. <laughs> it's really depressing. It's... But we find a way to make some money off it. Yep. Yeah, we always do. We always do. We, we, we with the rubber to the road. I mean, I, I was straight up with these guys. I was just like, hey, look. This this shit sucks, and we need to figure out a way around it. And they're like, all right, well, that's what we and, come and in for. And if it so. works, wrestling fans are gonna yes. And that's what I said is like, if, if you guys can promise us that this is gonna work for most of our people, then yeah, you are going to make a lot of money. We are gonna make a lot of money, and everybody will be much happier. So they like that. So <laughs> we're we're into that. So, but if uh, there's issues where you need a valid address or they won't take American payment, uh, I'm talking about the network now. We I have heard this the dogs. I heard the dogs, by the way. So yeah, yeah, I told you. <laughs> this goes on till two in the morning. Ugh. There's, there's until they fall asleep. There's that thirty day unconditional guarantee. Yeah. So if it, if you can't, if you still can't access the old network by claiming that you live in Sri Lanka or whatever the fuck, you got thirty days to figure it out, and these guys will give you your money back. So. As we said, that 24-7 support, too. It's a live chat as well, so you can just jump on there and, yeah. and, and talk to those guys. So, uh, yeah, if you have some issues, instead of just going right away and going, oh, my God, fuck this, I'm canceled. They, I mean, they've probably done it all. They've done it for every different other service and other things. So there's probably there's probably a way and there's probably a fix. So um, And VPNs are useful for other things as well. Absolutely. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're great. I know and a lot of people that use it for Netflix. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of people use it for Netflix to watch, you know, Japanese Netflix shows and anime that w- doesn't pop up yeah. or European Netflix because it's got movies that don't show up in America. So, yeah, it's just, this is not like a brand new, like weird thing. You don't have to, like, buy it from a back alley guy. These are like reputable companies. Right? <laughs> like, it's not, you know, you're, you're okay. It's just- MLB.TV to get around your local blackouts. Oh, right. So, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, yeah. Um, Even more exciting. You know, this- <laughs> So this ad we're reading here isn't just, you know, network specific. VPNs are very helpful anyway, and we can get you a good deal. What's the link again? Give them the link again. Uh, Voicesofwrestling.com slash express. Uh, again, that's right. how you do that. So like I said, go. one month, I believe six months and a whole year, you can subscribe all at one time. So there you go. So we'll see. Hopefully by this time next week, Joe, you're watching Wrestle War 90 and all is right in the world again. So. Peacock. I listen, I'm I'm bummed out, man. I I It sucks. I mean, it's 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 it, it's partially a first world problem, but it's also like we had this thing for almost a decade and it like, you know. I got used to it. Right. It, it's we we shouldn't go back. It's 2021, baby. You know what I mean? 
We never said it. What we always consistently said: this is such a bargain. <laughs> we bought it from day one. And we, I know people you have know. this misconception that because we think that the you know current product stinks, that we didn't love the network. Dude, you and I were day one subscribers, and it broke my heart when I got that email today that said your subscription expires tomorrow and we are not renewing it. And it was just like, Man. oh, because I was the moment I was able to sign up, I signed up and I used that thing. I would say every, I don't think a week went by in my entire life over the last seven years where I didn't use it at least once every single week. It was my go-to when I just wanted some background noise. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll throw on a pay-per-view. I'll throw on a random episode of wrestling. I mean, you it know how was excited we were when that thing started. Like we we were doing on that time at the show, the wrestling world hadn't gone absolutely fucking haywire. We just did Joe and Rich recommend matches to each other every single week. I would say, Joe, uh, uh, watch this Survivor Series from 1999, and you watch. And we were just like, we were just so giddy that oh, you could, Joe, you could just say any match, and I could go watch it. And Joe, I could tell I you any match, and you could go watch it. And then the next week we'd come back and go, oh, I watched this, and then I watched that, and then I watched the whole pay per view, and yada yada yada. It's just yeah. Oh. I feel like I'm back in the Stone Age. I know. What are we doing? Come on. It's 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 it was legitimately depressing to me when I logged in to the network to watch something and I got the message that said your subscription Bye. has expired. Go. <laughs> what was Please the message? Go to it, was, it was so sterile too. It was, it was so like, cold. WWE Network yeah. is done. Go. Bye. <laughs> like, oh no. Peacock 499. I'm like, right. oh, so depressing. You know the app still works and you it still works as the free version of WWE Network. Did you know that? Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, here we go. Hey boy, how are you? You ready to go to bed? Yeah? Big smile on your face. You want to say something, everybody? Everybody's listening. Okay. What do you want to say? I want to say poo-poo. Poo-poo? Oh, wow. Oh, that's silly. Then he, he literally fell on the ground and left. He thought that was hilarious. <laughs> he was so happy about the poo-poo. He, he thought he had a great bit here. You know, he thinks that's just a, see, to a To a four-year-old, that's the height of comedy. You have to understand. Like, him saying poo-poo? That's a tremendous. Did he leave him, the room? You know? just that. That's it. That was the mic drop. I felt, he fell on the ground and literally was rolling on the ground laughing. <laughs> now he's gone. No, he's still there laughing. Oh, he's just laughing about the poo poo. What do you mean poo poo? <laughs> hey, get over here. Come here. You're not mad at me no more. No. No. Good. It's only been two weeks. Your drink is all empty. My drink is not empty. You want to sip of this icy? Yeah. Don't tell your mother, all right? Oh, he's up all night. She now. Don't want you to have this sugar at night. <laughs> You're done. Here. Get it. That's what, that's what happens when you come to the... Oh, here she is. Here. Uh-oh. No, no, no. Nolan, don't drink that. I, Bad boy. I he stole this off the table, and I told him, don't drink that. Yeah. All right. So... Hi, Amelia. Hi, Daddy. You going to bed? Yeah. Okay. You want to say anything? Everyone's listening. No? I, I asked your brother, I said, you want to say something? Everyone's listening. You know what he said? He said, poo-poo. <laughs> and, then he, and then he laughed. Look, he's, he's still, he, he still thinks <laughs> he it's still hilarious. Got it. we have, somebody in the chat room said, uh, great comedy to Vince McMahon and a four-year-old. Because <laughs> Vince would also Yeah, seriously. Go, ah, Maybe he ah, can run ah, the network. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. God damn. <laughs> he's still going. <laughs> it was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you, yeah. you, you know, you have a lot of big work and then just drops the mic with the poo-poo and then it's done. See you in the morning. All right. I'll see you in the morning, too. <laughs> All right. Good night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Hear those dogs again? I, those dogs are, yeah, that's, that's, they're not happy at all. It's terrible. You gotta, you gotta get up at like 5 a.m. too. How do you get in? At five? Yeah, she Oh. They fall asleep at like two because I'm up. So they must fall asleep at two and get up at five when the sun comes up. Sun's up. They're out again, yeah. They sleep like three hours a night. Yeah, I don't know how those people deal with it. I would, uh, uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Everybody hit the bricks. I got stuff up there. All right. Thank you. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Oh, wait, the boy in a much better mood than the last time. Much better mood. Yeah. Geez. So what did you do to make it up for him, or did he forget the next day? I forgot. Yeah. Okay. They're yeah. fickle. They're fickle. These children. <laughs> yeah. Poo poo. All right. You know. I guess it's better than him knowing some words a lot worse. That's than that, true. Right? That's true. Well, um, he gave us a great segue into WWE Fastlane. If you're ready to jump in there, so yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about. All right, I eventually so... did watch it on some sketchy illegal site from. Oh, there you go. Do you, you see, and you thought your days of watching WWE pay per views on sketchy illegal sites from India were done, and they're not. So that that's good. I'm glad. I was going to blow it off and just let you take us through flat, fast lane, but mm-hmm. um, I did watch it at the last second before we, a uh, couple hours before we started the show. So I'm all prepared and I'm ready to do some fast lane. All right. Well, let's, uh, we'll, we'll stop at the, we'll start at the top then here. Uh, Universal title match. Roman Reigns uh, defeats Daniel Bryan in what I was told was the greatest match of all time that, uh, Joe, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was just a okay wrestling match, but I was. Blown away when I saw people talking about this match, and when I watched it, I was like, yeah, that was a wrestling match that had Roman Reigns and Dana Bryan in it, and it did go 30 minutes. So, I don't know, maybe I'm just totally disconnected from the product, but what did you think of the match? I hate you. Was that that the one you were talking about? That's my big talking point. I thought you were talking, I thought, oh, I thought you were talking about something different. Shit, I'm sorry. No, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan. Why are people calling this great? I don't know. (laughs) The entire time I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, all right. I I guess this is getting good. And then Edge runs and it hits people with chairs. And I'm like, I guess it gets good after this. And Roman Reigns pins him. And I was like, all right. Yeah, they had a wrestling match. That went 30 minutes. That was cool. Um, I mean, I liked the people in it. And I was waiting for I was like on the edge of my seat, like rubbing my hands. I would totally buy when people said, whoa, what a performance. What a great grappling match. And I was like, all right, here we go. Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Those guys have had great matches in the past. And they went 30 minutes, and Daniel Bryan's awesome, and Roman Reigns could be awesome too. So I was like, all right, sounds great. Let's go. And yeah, I ended up watching the match. Now it's like, yeah, that, that, okay. That, they wrestled in the main event of Fastlane, that's for sure. So Okay, um, so I didn't think the match was bad. No, it was good. I just, yeah, I was very surprised but, when I saw the hype for it going in. But, um, okay, so here's my, my thoughts on the match. I mean... It was basically Roman Reigns controlled 80% of the match. Okay. The story of the match was he just too much for Daniel Bryan. Is that fair to say? Yes. Just pretty much dominating him. Yeah. Bryan starts out by trying to do grappling and then Reigns overpowers him and then overpowers him for the next 20 minutes, basically. Yeah. Hope spots sprinkled in. Classic formula. Good work. I have no knocks on the work. But that whole Roman Reigns control period, which was like the whole match, was just boring. Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't interesting. There's nothing wrong with it, but it wasn't 
all that compelling or interesting, and the hope spots didn't reel me in. And I'm like, okay, this is fine. If it has a really good closing stretch, it's it's a pretty good match. But then the ref bump and Edge hops in the ring, and I'm sorry, at that point, I lose all interest. I am now no longer interested in this match or anything that's happening once Edge got in the ring. And then the Uso comes down, and now I'm completely checked out. So I don't know what the fuck people are talking. I've seen people call this a match of the year contender. Yeah, what well, bad year. Uh, you should probably watch some other wrestling. If this is have you year. watched any of the New Japan from this Cup? week? Have you watched any wrestling from yeah. this week? Before yeah, we seriously. Talk, right? Did you watch the Drew McIntyre Sheamus match from an hour ago? Right. I mean, how is this your match of the year? It's not even the best best match on the show. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It was a good match that to me, is the leading contender for most overrated match of the year. Uh, this has now surpassed Goshi Ozaki versus Keiji Muto for most overrated match of the year, in my opinion. And here's the thing. I thought it was a significantly better match than Go versus Muto. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. But I, there's I'm a like lot three and a half things. stars for. Like, I, I like it. It's just, yeah, I'm, I'm on cage match right now. Uh, 8.36 on cage match right now. Oh, no, nah, come on. It has 27 10 out of 10s. Oh, 45 9 out of 10s, 56 8 out of 10s. Like, no, it's just not. Like, what? It was a nice little match. Come on. With a terrible finish. An atrocious finish. I mean, even if you thought it was great, the finish has to ruin it for you. All the Edge and the Uso and everything. Uh, who, who, I can't. I just, I literally did a double hand wave. I was like, ah, forget it. Now I'm, I just, I, I can't get into this now. Not that I was super into it before. It's a nice little three and a half star match, in my opinion. I mean, maybe three and a qu- three and three quarters, maybe three and three quarters or four without, you know, if it if it would have been a clean finish. But yeah. you can't you can't do the clean finish and tell the story they're telling. I I, I recognize, but just because you tell a story doesn't mean I have to like it. We talk about that all the time. So, no, yeah, I think the match is uh very overrated. But to be fair, I mean, I'm looking on Grapple and it's under four, three point nine three. So it's not like everyone is going crazy for this match, but there is definitely, I definitely saw people saying match of the year contender and it got me excited, honestly. Yeah. Cause I watched it. Uh, I did not watch Fastlane live cause I would rather have done anything else in the world with my Sunday night. So uh, I was watching it, you know, and then reading it and, and it's not like, it's not, it was just like weird Twitter people as well. Like Brian and Dave were like, Oh, what a fantastic wrestling match. And I'm like, all right, here we go. I was so excited to watch this match, Joe. Cause I was thinking, you know what? Yeah. There's a bunch of bullshit, and I know Alexa versus Orton's going to be stupid, but at least I know that at the end of this match, at the end of this night of Fastlane, there's a 30-minute Roman reigns Dan O'Brien match waiting for me at the end, and it's phenomenal, and I can't wait. And when it was done, and I closed my laptop, I just went, what? <laughs> like, what the fuck yeah. happened? Did I miss it? I thought I fell asleep. I thought I missed something, and I was like, no, this is... This is it, man. So yeah, I don't know. Like I, I hate to like rag on on you know a match that I would get like three and a half stars or four stars to, but goddamn, I was really, really had higher hopes for this, and it just yeah, it was. These guys, I mean, I, I, somebody in the chat room said it perfectly. These guys should not have a boring match. Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan should not have a boring match. There's just no need for that. I mean, those are two phenomenal I mean, the work, wrestlers. The work was good. Like both guys were really good in the match, but it wasn't compelling yeah. at all. I mean, you know, it, it's. It just wasn't very interesting. I mean, it would. It, it, I get what they look. They they told the story they set out to tell, and I think they did a good job. But 
and that's why I think it was a good match. I just, but you have to have all of the components for it to be a great match. It just wasn't very exciting. It just, it was dull. It was a dull match with a horrible finish. I mean, do you, did you get that same sinking feeling I got when Edge became the ref? Like, I just, I can't. Oh, I knew it. Yeah, yeah. The second he rolled in there and was, like, tugging on his hair, I was like, get out of here. Now I'm it's junk. This. Yeah, it's I'm junk. over this yeah, right I now. Can't. Dude, it's I'm just... over everything, Edge. And that, that for the record, go back and listen to shows from many, many years ago. I was, I've never been a real big Edge guy. So, uh, not that I'm happy that it's bombing as much as it is, but I'm not not happy that it's bombing as much as it is. I mean, that's, I remember I, I got a little bit of criticism a few weeks ago when I said, you know, WWE is just bringing back stars that were never even stars before. And telling you yeah, they're stars, yeah. well, I mean, <laughs> points yeah, to I mean, the last three months. I mean, there you go. This is, you know. The thing about Edge is he bombed immediately. The, the, the week of the Royal Rumble, he sunk the ratings on all three shows, all three of them. Like, there was no interest in him from the start. Yeah. In, in, in headlining the interest was a Royal Rumble pop and like, yeah, yeah, Edge, okay, cool. And then that's when people were pretty much good with it. And. Yeah. But the other problem too, I think, why are we ignoring that he was here like a lot of last year as well? Like that's WWE is kind of I has this idea too that like oh it's Edge and he's back and it's like well he was back most of last year. Like I saw him in a bunch of fucking forty five minute boring ass Randy Orton matches last year. Yeah, yeah. You know I saw him in the Royal Rumble last year too. Like don't <laughs> they're like gaslighting us that that didn't happen last year. We just saw yeah. it. Like I'm sure Vince forgot that it happened, but I know I remember it. Like I remember he came back last year and he got hurt. So. I don't know, but yeah, it's all this like, hey, Edge is back, and it's well, I mean, I mean, now look, I mean, for the people who are on the other side of that and don't think that this has been a complete bomb, they turned him heel and they <laughs> added Daniel Bryan to his match. Right. I mean, I mean, they're they're telling you it bombed. I mean, yeah. Other than taking all the ratings, needing to turn heel, and then inserting an actual you know draw uh, into the main event. Other than that, yeah, no, he he's been. I mean, they had they have no confidence. Z- the Dana Bryan thing lets you know they have zero confidence, zero confidence. Vince McMahon, zero confidence that Roman Reigns is going to walk out and be booed, and that Edge is going to be cheered at WrestleMania in that stadium yeah. in front of fans. That that is exactly. the first reaction to oh fuck we're in front of fans again. We got to put because they he knows for a fact people are going to cheer Daniel Bryan, and they will. Right, right. So he, he needs a face in that match, or else it's two people that it's either Correct. they hate both people or they're going to cheer Reigns and and, and and Boo Edge. But yeah, that is a hundred percent Vince McMahon already realizing. Ah, fuck, we're in front of fans again. All right, put Daniel Bryan in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they're either going to boo both of these guys or cheer for the wrong one. So we have to fix this with Daniel Bryan. Right, is the thought process. They're either going to reject the match or cheer for Roman. Yeah, it's that, and also the minute they had to sell tickets, they they turned Edge <laughs> and put Daniel Bryan in the match. Like, so that tells you right there that they even concede that this was just an idea that didn't work. Um, well, he's also like not like he's not on anything anymore. I mean, they would advertise the fuck out of Edge. Edge is here. It's just like you forget he's there sometimes. Now he just pops up. You're like, oh yeah, Edge is there. <laughs> he's one of the biggest bombs for a WrestleMania main eventer. I mean, there's the Sergeant Slaughter Hogan match, obviously. That's got to be at the top of any list, right? There's Batista yeah. and versus Randy Orton, which we noted that they had to change because that was going to bomb. And Batista was getting booed. Um, what other major WrestleMania bombs in the main event can you think of? This would be top three with those two, I think. Definitely, they- yeah. I I know a few like bombs in terms of like the match wasn't good, but in terms of like the build and 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 you know the, the build the business, and the business, yeah. Um, nah, I mean this is this is. I mean, I'm really this is top three. This I'm is, really racking my brain, yeah, because it's slaughter. Uh, it, 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 slaughter Hogan's definitely 
maybe the all-time one. Um, that has to be number one because they they gave up on L.A. Coliseum and moved it to L.A. Sports Arena. Yeah, they thought they were going to sell 120,000 tickets, and they could they couldn't even sell 20,000 tickets. So that has to be number one. The Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, push. Oh, that's the all-timer. Yeah, that, that's definitely the all-timer. And 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 what? deciding to go with the Iraqi War gimmick three months after the war ended is, is it didn't, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a complete bomb. Yeah, just no pun intended because they blamed the bomb scare. <laughs> yeah, um, but I would put this edge push ahead of Batista, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I don't think it was so much a rejection of Batista as much as it was a uh, they wanted Brian, and it doesn't matter who it was. They were oh yeah, it could have been anybody that walked there. Stone Cold could have walked through that door, and I think those people would have still said they no, wanted Brian. We want Daniel yeah. Bryan. Yeah, yeah. I think if if and if you remove Brian magically from the dynamic, I don't think they reject Batista. So, but there's no way of knowing, and you have to chalk it up as a bomb. But I would put the Edge deal ahead of the Batista deal as number two. And then from there, you'd have to look at your WrestleManias and see which main events just didn't perform as well from a buy rate standpoint yeah. or a standpoint and rank them out. But those, to me, are the top three because you had to change things because it just wasn't – because it was wor- it was so poor. It was working out so poorly that you either had to change participants, change buildings, or et cetera. You know, so those, to me, are the three biggest failed – WrestleMania main event pushes, unless I'm forgetting an obvious one. But no, I no, I mean those are yeah. When, when you when you preface it like that, and I, I 100% agree. Like we have Andrew in the chat room mentioned like Sid Taker because that WrestleMania 13 did terrible buy rates, but their business was in the shits at that time, uh, no matter what. Anyway, and, and don't um, get us wrong, we're not defending that. Match. No, it's no, no, it absolutely sucked. But like again, they just kind of went with it, and nobody bought it, and it was like ah, fuck it, all right, whatever. I mean, our business kind of stinks right now, anyway. But it's the disaster is yeah, we are going to sell out the LA Sports Coliseum, uh, LA Coliseum. Oh wait, actually, we're just going to go to the LA Sports Arena, and oh wait, we're not even going to sell. We, we're we're going to struggle to sell seventeen thousand tickets, even though we wanted to sell one hundred twenty-seven thousand. Like that, that is an all-timer. And like you said, the other two is like you have a plan in place after Royal Rumble, and now you have to completely change that. I mean, there, there's there's advertising out there for months about Edge versus Reigns, and that's gone now. You know, I mean that that is already three weeks ahead of you know three weeks later or, or three weeks before Mania getting just thrown. And scrapped up and stuff. That that yeah, that is bad. That that is an all timer for sure. More so than just like, hey, these two guys came and then the business didn't do very well, you know, type stuff. I, I'm with you. I, I think radical changes, venue changes, main event changes are, are are the bigger disasters than just you know a bad buy rate. Yeah, and the week of when he tanked all those ratings, um, I went on my legendary. I don't want to hear another word about Edge rants behind the paywall, <laughs> yeah. which people still talk about. That was some good audio. But um, turned out to be right. I mean, you knew right there was dead in the water. You know, they had to do something to change it. And that was Brian, Daniel Bryan to the rescue. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it's amazing. Seven, seven years, years later, seven years later. Daniel yeah. Bryan to the rescue because he's guaranteed. I mean, you know, you could just push the guy. <laughs> yeah, after I mean, sometime in the last decade, you're going to just fucking push the guy. But, you know, that, you know, you know that, 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 I know I'm thinking outside the box here. <laughs> you know, you could just push the guy who people like. I, I don't know. That, it's a crazy idea, but um, speaking of Daniel Bryan, he's he's throwing out those dream matches again. Right oh, now. the Daniel Bryan dream match tour 2.0 begins yeah. again. Yeah, I want to face this yeah. guy. I want to face that guy. I mean, that we we've been pretty clear in our our thoughts on that. Is do what you want to do, man. If you want to make your money and do it. But you can miss me with the, oh, I wish I was facing this guy, or I wish I could wrestle in this arena, and I wish I could do that. Bro, you could do anything you wanted to do a few years ago. You can do anything, anything you want to do today. To do. Like, anything you yeah. want to do. You could say, WWE, fuck off. 
leave. You could have not signed that contract, and you could have you could have written your own checks for, to any indie in the fucking world, to any New Japan, to CMLL, to AAA, to Europe, to WXW, to Pro. I mean, you could have walked in and said, "I pay me this amount, and I'm going to face this guy," and you could have absolutely gotten that because you're fucking yeah, Brian he, Danielson. Like, I just don't want to hear it until yeah. he does it. Until he's in a position to do it, I'm tired of hearing it. And you know, I put out that tweet out, and a lot of people got real big mad at that tweet. Um, but again, I tweet for our audience. I don't tweet for universe guy who doesn't understand our tone. And you know, you know what I mean? Like people, right. right. People that, that people that I, there was never, there was no reaction or question from the people that listen to us or know our stance on this right. sort of stuff. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. and it's across the board too. It's not Daniel Bryan. It's not, we've talked about it with Sasha Banks before. We've talked yeah. about it with numerous people that, you know, sign with WB and then tell you about all the dream matches they wish they could have. And it's like, well, I mean, dude, like. You know, you, you, yeah, show, that's your destiny. Some, yeah, you you created that. So show some guts and do it. Then I, yeah. I don't want to hear about it anymore. He had a chance to go do all this stuff, and he didn't. And you know, again, I tweet for our listeners and our followers. So you know, yeah, I get it. The person asked him a question, but that doesn't mean I'm not tired of hearing the answer. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. I'm tired of it. Show some guts and go do it. Then you know, this is a millionaire. He doesn't need their money. And that's the other thing you hear from all these people. Oh well, how dare you come down on a man who's just trying to put food on the table yeah and support oh, little, his little birdie little birdie wouldn't get any meals anymore if uh if, okay if... Can, can, can we clarify this once and for all <laughs> he was a millionaire before he resigned with the company he's a millionaire now his wife is a millionaire independent of him these people money is not an issue for the daniel bryan family they don't even own a tv they're millionaires <laughs> okay don't worry about his money and here's the other thing why do people still think that if you're not in WWE, you're making $50 per match? Have they not paid attention for the last two years? Right, like Brian Danielson's going to walk into, you know, insert indie here, and they're going to say, all right, pal, here's, a, here's 10 Rich, bucks and a hot dog. people were yeah. saying that to us. <laughs> I know. People were saying to us, why hey, would he give up? It's for exposure, kid. Is that okay? <laughs> it's like, no. People were saying to us with a straight face. Why would he give up all of this guaranteed money to work for a hundred dollars a night and no security? <laughs> and it's like you don't think if he wanted to, he could have a multi-million dollar contract with AEW tomorrow. You don't. They, they, they just Tony Khan just. I, I almost. I'm not going to lose my shit. I'm going to. Tony Khan just signed multiple ex WWE millionaires. To contracts. I can name three of them. Do you think they're working for fifty dollars a night in AEW? You think they're working for the for their love of the business, or do you think these guys are have multi million dollar contracts? Use your brain, okay? Daniel Bryan could leave WWE tomorrow. He's still a millionaire if he doesn't make another dollar in his life, but he would still make millions outside of WWE. Ring of Honor would throw a shit ton of money at him. They threw a shit ton of money at him the first time. He could name his price for any other promotion in the world. He could sign with Ring of Honor and and then work New Japan and fucking CMLL. Or he could sign with, with AEW and work AAA and work any indie in the world he wants. He'd have all the leverage in the world at the table with Tony Khan to sign any kind of deal he wants. I want freedom to work here, here, and here. Tony Khan's going to sign him. I mean, this guy would make millions outside WWE. These people are just ignorant, which is which, which, rich is why I don't didn't get upset at anybody. These morons in the in the mentions on Twitter, they just don't. 
they're speaking a different language. You can't get upset at them. They're just ignorant. They don't know what they're talking right. they, about. They, their knowledge of wrestling history is from, you know, Monday Night Wars documentaries on the WWE Network about the smoky independence before Vince McMahon, you know, rose this fledgling wrestling business out of, out, out of the ashes and made it what it is today. So, yeah. It, they don't know. understand that these that these ROH contracts are huge now. You know, and it's Sinclair has, has opened up, you know, pre-pandemic. And, yeah, dude, and even now, they restart. Your top indie guys a few years ago were doing pretty goddamn good. You know what I mean? Like, those dudes were doing okay. It's a little bit of extra work. You got to hustle a little bit more. But, yeah, you, you, like, go back to 2016, 2017 when PWG was kicking, AEW was kicking, you know, uh, Evolve was kicking, all these places. I mean, these places, AIW, these, these places, you could do pretty well. It bounced around a few weekends here and there, but yeah, you, you could do pretty well. Chris Hero, I'm sure, wasn't scraping nickels together during his last indie run. You, you know that. It, it, look, look at the deal. Look at the deal. McMahon had to give Edge to outbid AEW. Yeah, but Christian's I mean, outwork everybody's shirt isn't because he's going in there and having five star classics. Like it's part of what the gimmick is, but it's also that he fucking worked the hell out of Vince McMahon and probably Tony Khan. Was like, ah, fuck, I got worked. All right, man, whatever. Yeah, you know, not, worked in like the, the, the not, I don't mean that in the derogatory sense, that just Christian said, hey, you know, I just appeared on the, the Royal Rumble, eh, you know, but I could work for your company too. And then them getting to the table and going, all right, cool. Well, what do we have to do to make that happen? I mean, you That's know, working. it's, it's uh, you know, people like Matt Hardy and, and Big Show and Christian are accustomed to a certain level of pay. I mean, you know, it, it's, I just seriously wonder what these people think that like Kenny Omega is being paid. Like, what do they, what do they think? Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Cody had enormous deals on the table from WWE. I mean, what do they think Tony Khan got these guys for fifty dollars a night? I mean, they're just ignorant, you know. And that's why you can't waste your time arguing with these people. They just don't have any clue what they're talking about. Um, you know, it's just so funny seeing that. You know, how dare you suggest a man struggle? feed his family imagine how many just imagine insert any like top level indie here it doesn't have to be any sort of company and brian danielson shows up on that show he main events it they're a they're selling it out right away and b if that dude sits at a merch table he's made how much money has has brian danielson will make in a month if he sits at that merch table and sells every shirt that he he could possibly make he could do the vanity indie tour and work against you know, whatever's left of the top indie guys if he wanted to. He can go do his Blue Panther match when Mexico gets back up and running. He could call his shot and name his price before he ever signs a contract with anybody. You know, he'd, he'd, have, he'd have everyone by the balls. So we all know this. But again, I'm not interested in hearing about his dream match circuit yeah. until he shows some guts and he lets his deal run out. And, um, you know, then I have people telling me, how dare you say he shows – how can you say he's gutless? He overcame head trauma. I'm like, come on, man. It has a figure of speech. You know, get, also, like, hit the bricks. <laughs> also, yeah, like, also, let's not – okay, speaking of gaslighting, let's remember that Daniel Bryan went and found numerous independent doctors that said, you're good oh, to go, yes. pal. And WWE said, no, you're not good to go because our, our main doctor says you're not good to go. And it has nothing to do with our ongoing concussion lawsuits at all, unrelated completely. Uh, then once right. AEW starts, all of a sudden, uh, these previously uncleared wrestlers are now just fucking clear left and right. Just saying. Just saying. Yes. So let's not, let's maybe not. Dana Bryan wanted to wrestle for years and was not allowed to. And he chose to re-sign with a company that stifled his ability to yeah. work. And so I don't have sympathy. For <laughs> right, right, right. I'm not going to. You know, leave. if he wants out, he can leave. And maybe he doesn't even need my sympathy. Maybe he's happy. That's the other thing, too. 
And we've said this a million times. If he's happy and wants to resign, cool, fine. Yeah. But again, I'm tired of hearing about your dream matches. Then I don't care. I'm not. Yeah, interested. we always say, I, I, if you're going to resign, then be ha- be happy or shut up or do whatever. But and I, I don't mean that in a demeaning way. But like, yeah, we always saw it when like when Sasha would would have her boo boo lips about something, or she would you know tweet some 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 subtweet or something after she was booked to lose a match or whatever. And it's like, all right, well then remember this when your contract comes up, and then you know they go boom and they go back and resign. It's like, all right, well then I have no sympathy for for your you know your struggles or your eye rolls or your anything like that. It's just like it's meaningless because it's not backed up by anything because you have but if opportunities. You're happy, you're happy. I don't care if you're happy. Right, if you're happy, if you're happy. Uh, yeah, because people get really mad at Ricochet all the time, and that, that's one and that we, we always bring up. And we don't because it's like, dude, if this guy's happy, like. It sucks. Like I think he's a. I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world, and he'd be incredible elsewhere. But if he's happy wearing his little hats and being backstage with all the twenty four seven geeks, then cool, go for it, man. Like I don't care. His public face is that he's thrilled and happy and and loves it there. So good. That's why I never pick on him. Or you know, that's fine. He's happy. He's making the money he wants to make. If if he's good, then then I'm good with him. With what you know, that's fine. And some of those people um, are playing it right. I mean, some of those guys, as as we know, with John Moxley, who played smiley, yeah. happy, I'm ready to go, uh, yeah, everything's good guy, uh, until the time came for him to bounce, and he went, oh, bye. <laughs> I'm actually terrible. Yeah. I'm not happy at all. This sucks. And, well, who saw Christian coming? I mean, right, right. you know, he got he he got cleared and worked the rumble and then outworked everyone. Because like you said, there's a little tongue-in-cheek aspect to that T-shirt. You know, so... um you know, so yeah, I just I I'm just tired of hearing about Daniel Bryan Dream Match Circuit. I don't want to hear it. It's just not interesting to me. You know, the next time someone asks him that, he should say, "Yes, I can't wait to work with Elias and Karrion Cross, and uh, <laughs> right. I think I could do good things with uh, Chad Gable and Otis." That's all. That's all I want to hear from him. I don't I don't want to hear about how badly you want to work with Jack Jungle Boy and uh and whoever else he names and and i, I want to have a hair versus hair match versus blue panther yeah no, the blue don't. panther match we've heard that the blue panther match he could have had yeah you know what he should have done i mean really would have been awesome is like you said in that period between tell WWE, yeah i'm gonna resign with you guys put everything down in the contract but let me have a month where i go and do my little shit or whatever you know what i mean let me go wrestle blue panther in this fucking hair versus hair let me go do this stuff that i would have respected a hell out of a guy who would do that and say look you know what i am gonna resign with you guys but let me have this time to just kind of do some things that I've been wanting to do forever, and then yeah, I'm back in, and yada yada yada, whatever. But no, he just you know, just resigned. Now there's some chatter that he wanted out, and he had some deals on the table, but because of legalities, it would have been too messy, and it was just easier to resign. But again, I I again I've lim- if that's true, and he wanted out, and it was just a mess to do so because of uh, the the legal. Look, I still have limited sympathy. It also sounds there's like an no awesome way- company to work for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But there's no way you can tell me that there's no way he could have uh, at some point been a totally free and clear free agent, even if that story has validity to it. Um, There's no way at some point you can't call a lawyer and say, hey, look, how long can they really keep me and not have really gotten at it? But look, I understand from his standpoint, okay, they're making it hard for me to leave. I do make a nice living here. It's more convenient for my family. Fuck it. I'll give them three more years. I understand that. I don't have a problem with that. Right. They're going to make me office. They're going to they're gonna let me be in the creative yeah, team or whatever. That's cool. That's a good gig. Now. It's not a bad gig. Yes. yes. You know, I, but but again, I just don't want to hear about your fucking dream matches. <laughs> right. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Because if, if you really wanted to work with Jack the Jungle Boy and, and, uh, and Blue Panther and everybody else and do a G1 tour where there's a will, there's a way, buddy. Let me know when you're ready. And then I'll be interested, and then I'll be excited. 
unless you work a boring ass match like you did against Roman Reigns the other night, it'll be a pass. <laughs> I, I could do without that. But uh, but yeah, so that you know, Daniel Bryan fucking dream match tour 2.0 here. Um, when's his deal up? Who cares? Probably care. September or yeah, something, probably, right? Probably I don't or something. Yeah, What's I don't the care. difference? Yeah. He's not going anywhere. No. Um, all right. So you ready to talk about lore, Joe? We got some new lore to talk about. Well, we got to finish this, this card, right? This no, that's the, it's the second. It's the second. I'm, I'm oh, going, that's what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm working my way back because we, we got a, we got a double main event here because Alexa Bliss, Randy Orton, intergender battle here. Um, just unbelievable action between these two. Purple lights. Uh, the light grid falls. Orton pukes before the match. Alexa um, skips around and says, "Come over here, Randy," <laughs> in a very not child voice at all. Definitely an adult. No, that's not. No, remember, not child. <laughs> Definitely an adult that wears a skirt, pigtails, and skips that, and goes, "Come here, Randy. I want to play." That's all. Just total woman. That's who your wife does the same, right? Wears pigtails, skips around the house, and 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 tells you to come and play, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> sometimes maybe. what time of night we talking <laughs> right. here? No, but yeah, you're the pervert for thinking that's childlike, right. though, Richard. So then, understand um, that. yeah, yeah. So I, I, the pervert, um, you know, uh, yeah. who comes out to the Firefly Funhouse theme, which is a a fake children's television show, I think. But again, that's me, but the pervert. Definitely not a child, <laughs> right? So uh, then, uh, the Toxic Avenger emerges from the uh, the ring and uh, attacks Randy Orton to add to the lore. Uh, and then the definitely adult woman wearing the pigtails and the skirt skipping around uh, straddles Randy Orton and pins him <laughs> while sitting on yes. his dick. So, yeah, just perfect. Um... <laughs> what are we doing here? The, the definitely 100% not sexualized, woman. not child. That's right. Humps Randy Orton to get the pinfall. And then immediately starts like pulsating her body while she's doing it as well. Like, did you see, did you catch that? I was like, it was very erotic. I mean, that was as erotic as I've seen in a long time. She dry humped him. I don't know why. I don't know why Peacock doesn't eliminate this filth. You're right. You're right. You know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely (laughs) not portraying a child. Definitely not childlike at all. And definitely not supposed to be the fiend's childlike girlfriend, even though they teased kissing on like six straight SmackDowns before he finally um, hypnotized her and possessed her body to turn her in to his childlike girlfriend. Joe, if I didn't know any better, I would say that she let him in. Would you say that that's a a, a good way to uh, state it? That he said, let me in, and she said, come on in. I will let you in. See, I think you've got your lore messed up, sir. I think that he possessed her. Mm. I think that uh, he always wanted the banger because, you know, they don't you remember the deep moments they shared on SmackDown yes. staring yeah. into each other's eyes mm-hmm. and he didn't want to hurt her because he wants to fuck her, which is which was fine when she was portraying an adult. Right. But then he possessed her and he created her in whatever image he wanted and he chose to make her childlike. He chose to have a childlike girlfriend. The fiend is a pedophile. I mean, <laughs> no. Hold on a minute. Happened. Are you telling me that like adult women don't wear skirts, pigtails, and swing on swings all the time? Uh, well, and know. skip. I mean, I don't know that. That uh, okay. I mean, if you're go fine, go with your premise. But I mean, I had a line, but I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> it's I just, probably best to not. Yeah, it's probably best to not. I mean, th- we can go places here, but. Um, oh, the swing. Now, I, I get it now. I get it now. Yeah. All right. The, the, yeah. Was I it just, the swing? <laughs> was it the swing comment? That I 
It's just, what are we doing here? Like, I don't know. I just like first wrestling. First of all, what yeah. is any of this? That's I don't what. know. The, the Fiend comes out, and it's just absolutely fucking ridiculous. It's, it's, he's burnt, but it's like, it looks like a... The Fiend thing, okay. I think the Fiend thing is fucking terrible. And just an absolute... Well, did you hear... Who was... Who was, was it Facefuck Phillips, or or who was the guy on commentary? Was it... Uh, I believe... Vic Joseph? Which one was it? Oh, I don't know who Also, it was. does it matter? <laughs> no, because they're all the same human okay. being, yes. So the commentator is like... Let's just say it's... I think it was Facefuck Phillips. I believe Phillips. it was, I don't too. Think, yeah, yeah. I think it was him and Byron and, and Samoa Joe, I believe. I don't think Vic Joseph gets the pay-per-view assignment. <laughs> no, no. He's, he's um, NXT, baby, so... Yeah, Tag. so I think Facefuck Phil. Did you hear Facefuck at the end of this? He's like, in his his hushed tones, of course. He's like, "What did, what did Alexa Bliss bring back from the dead? What did she do?" Like they are behaving as if the fiend is dead. Yeah, because he was burnt by Randy Orton. So now it's just a full on, like as if it wasn't absurd enough. Now he's a dirty magic swamp wizard who's also he's, he's Freddy Krueger. He got burned to death. He's essentially Freddy Krueger. Right? That's what he is. He's got mystical powers. He was burned to death. And he's obsessed with children. <laughs> so somebody in the chat room. Like I'm gonna credit him. Monte yeah. Davis. Do you see this in the chat room right now? I don't. What's he got to say? He said Rob Feinstein. Oh my god. I love so it so funny. much. I told him we were gonna steal that. So Monte oh, Davis Jr. Thank you. That's ours now. We're taking that right now. You can Rob always. Feinstein. I'm going to screenshot it so that you will always have the credit. Yeah. Because that's the first time I've seen that used. So I'm going to screenshot it so Monte Davis Jr. at 916 always gets the credit here. Yes. But we're stealing that from now on. So Rob Feinstein. That is brilliant. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, Bray's a genius, right? He's just ripping off Freddy Krueger. Yeah. He gets burned to death and he's obsessed with children. That's what he is. Um, man, I, I just don't know. I don't know what, what, <laughs> what you, you run saying? out of ways to bury this stuff. Like, yeah, I, I know people want us to have, be funny. I don't know what to say anymore. Yeah. It's just, it's just irredeemably bad shit. It's just shit. You know, the only people who like this are Joker Da Silva <laughs> and Ryan Satin's beard barber. They're the only people who enjoy this shit. No one else likes, and Ryan Satin himself, I guess. TMZ man probably loves it. Does TMZ man put over the fiend? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure anymore. Do you think he sits there with his beard barber and just chats about <laughs> fucking Lore, how, Alec <laughs> how Alexa dry humped Randy Orton at the pay-per-view <laughs> and how excited he was to watch that? I mean, is that what goes on? I mean, who else really likes this shit? Because don't a lot of hardcore WWE fans even hate this stuff? I feel like they are have to be turning on it now, right? It never pops a number like no, when he's it does, on TV. No, it does no ratings. He's never does ratings for Raw. He does, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who, I don't know who backstage is, is, is really. Well, Vince loves it. I mean, from a fan perspective, like who besides right. your Joker Da Silva types, who likes this? I don't think anyone does. Like, <sighs> no one defends it. Like, you never see people like, oh, I, I get why you don't like it, but here's why I think it's cool. No one ever says people that. tried for a long time, but yeah, that 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 is ship has passed for sure. That that or ship sailed or whatever. People do not do that anymore. Yeah, it's just you know universally everybody just goes, "What the fuck is this shit? What's going on?" Yeah, I think I don't I don't ever look in the comment section of like WWE post. You know what I mean? Like WWE Twitter posts. Does anyone claim or Undertaker? Well, Who, who's the guy that always uh, rags on uh, Brian Alvarez after he's done? 
that's Gundertaker, but he <laughs> he knows he's no 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 he's self aware though. He's, oh okay, Gundertaker. Okay, I didn't know if Gundertaker was. What about uh, what's the other one? Blackheart, whatever. Oh no, that's like the worst Twitter user. <laughs> the ever. one with the Shotzi Blackheart. That person just that person. Um, uh, the best is you're gonna be like, well, that match was stupid. They're like, oh, that fiend thing was stupid, and then they'll just reply, no, it wasn't. <laughs> like, oh no, that's not the yeah. There's a there's a couple different ones that just drop into people's mentions that don't even find. They just uh, vanity search these terms. Um, no, but like I don't even see people. Like if you go into if you read the mentions on WWE tweets about the fiend, you're gonna find a shit ton of people who love it. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. Those are your Joker De Silva's. Those are your Reddit posters and you know people that are you know maybe teenagers, kids. I get it. You know, there's people who like the fiend. I'm not saying that there's no one. There's a, re- a lot of people who think it's great and brilliant. Everything. What I'm saying is outside of that circle of hardcore fiend fan, like. Who else is likes? I don't think anyone else enjoys this anymore. Like you're saying, they used to, but no one defends it anymore. No one even attempts to defend it. Yeah, the the thing I see with a lot of them, I'm, I'm looking at them right now, and uh, MC Mayonnaise uh, is is right here and says, uh, "quote People will shit on this, but accept the absolute ridiculous stories of the Undertaker and Kane." Well, you know, the, the classic example of what classic Undertaker. Undertaker right? Yeah, well, that sucked yeah. too. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, a lot of people didn't like that either, buddy. <laughs> right. You know, it's like the. the what they don't because they weren't alive number one right yeah because that kid is 14 and and i'm not gonna argue with him so right but if you go back and read old newsletters or whatever when the undertaker at royal rumble 94 that got destroyed by people that i I covered it on on patreon yeah i think dave had like a a reckoning there of like i don't know what has happening to wrestling and i don't know if i like like it anymore type stuff of like Mm -hmm. you know just it was utterly he's like it's uh, you know it's utterly it breaks every idea and, and it breaks the universe and all this sort of stuff. And he, he was absolutely right at the time. And yeah, it's still to this day. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, the undertaker appealed to children. It's very similar. They're right that it's similar because it did appeal to children, but a lot of people hated the undertaker and the, the mystical stuff and lightning from the fingers. And the most critically acclaimed part of undertaker's career is when he's old and he's not doing that. Anymore. Yeah. When he's doing sweet matches <laughs> when he's, yeah, when he's Mark I, that does fucking topes and, and kicks out of super kicks. <laughs> You know, was was when he was the most popular ever. So yeah, so you know, the mystical stuff was gone during Biker Taker, during Old Man Five Star Match Taker, during uh, uh, the Ministry. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't doing mystical stuff then, right? He was just dark. He was brooding. He was goth, like everybody else on the roster. Uh, he was sacrificing people on his symbol, which <laughs> Peacock's gonna enjoy oh, that one when they get to that. Yeah, yeah there's another one. Yeah, <laughs> what he's. But he's because he, he, I think in one of them he uh, he cuts someone's blood open, drinks their blood, and then sacrifices them on the symbol. Which uh, before he hangs the big boss man from a noose at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least rooted in some kind of it yes, wasn't like yeah. You're right. You're right. Right. Yes. It wasn't mystical and magical. It was just dark and brooding and over the top. Correct. You know, um, as opposed to you know he really stopped doing magic. Outside of a random lightning strike or two uh, during an entrance or something, what, like 95, 96? They had a brief period where he started getting a little more mystical again. But like you said, a lot of it was just summoning fire and lightning for the most part. So that, that uh... Just a special effect for the flat. But like the, the essence of the Fiend's character is that he has magic and he can Correct. appear. Right. And he can possess people and he can 
Yeah, it's it's so it's not even really the same from that aspect. I don't know. What are we doing? Can we talk about another match, please? This is such <laughs> fucking trash. It's garbage. All right, here's a match that was okay. No holds barred. Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, 19 minutes and 41 seconds. They beat the fuck out of each other, and this was cool. I thought it was the best match on the show because I sure. liked it better than the main event. Yeah, I, I that's agree just with me. You. Uh, uh, Grapple disagrees. They've got it at 3.64, so a shade under the main. Which I mean, I wouldn't argue super hard. It's whatever. But I thought this was hard-hitting and good. I thought their first match on Raw was really good. I reviewed it behind the paywall because I know I'm not going to be able to get you to talk about it. And Because um, you probably don't even record Raw anymore at this point. Oh, no. Yeah, it's off the DVR for sure. <laughs> their first Raw match was really good. I thought this match was really good. The match in the middle where they with the, with the GIF where they're banging heads with the stairs on their heads, that one sucked. Um, but... Look, these guys work hard every time out, both of them, and they beat the shit out of each other. They had welts and bruises by the time they were done. These guys put in effort and work, and when it clicks like this, it's really good. So I enjoyed this. And if I could defend – can I defend WWE for a minute? Will yes. You yeah, go ahead, please. Very good booking because Drew loses the title, and he gets into this feud with Sheamus. Right, which they, you know, I think this was the long term plan because they were aligned. He was like, Seamus was his buddy, but everyone knew that, like, why does he trust Seamus? Seamus is going to betray him. Like, but he was his buddy anyway. He loses the title. They have a feud. He betrays him like everyone knew he would. They have a feud. And then the right guy just wins the feud yeah. in the end mm-hmm. at the pay per view. Right, they have a couple TV matches, and then the blow-off match, the right guy wins. Right, he gives him a tough fight. He he, he takes yeah. him to the limit, but then he just hits him with his move and pins him and wins the match and wins the feud. Yeah, and I have to tell you, I genuinely enjoyed this entire feud and every match at least on some level, and two of them were very good, and it was booked well. So so don't tell don't tell us we're not fair. What was next here? Next was Seth Rollins versus Sinsuke Nakamura, which was a match <laughs> that was on WWE Fastlane. Do you have any opinions about this match? So I have no notes. I just have I've watched it, and my notes are no holds barred match: Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus, and I have a lot of notes about that match. It was a um, it was a TV match. There was nothing special about it. They just right. went out there and had a basic television match. Um. And it's funny because then Seth Rollins goes on Twitter after the show and goes, we're the best wrestling in the world. We all knocked it out of the park tonight. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> you. You had no part of that. Yeah. You no. Know, you were in like the fourth best match on a mediocre show. Calm down. Um, but one thing about Seth is I believe him when he does the rah-rah routine. Oh, for sure. Because, you know, he goes backstage like, yeah, way to go, guys. Great show, guys. <laughs> sounding just like that, right, too. Right. Yeah, that's how he sounds. And Shitsuke Nakamura, um, a fucking professional wrestler, just ties his boots and goes, eh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, did you <laughs> I'm gonna see... Go um, I'm going to go surf by. <laughs> no, did you see? I don't know if you caught this a couple weeks ago. But, um, you know, I don't think it was on Twitter. It may have been on Instagram or another social media thing. And people were having that conversation again about Nakamura. And someone jumped in to give the old line, leave him alone if he's happy. He just wants to surf. Right. 
And he re- Nakamura replied. Oh, I see. Yeah. And he was just like, don't believe everything you see <laughs> or something like that. I forget what his exact And he said were. something like, how do you know I'm happier? Don't tell me that I'm happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I got to find I got to find the exact quote because it was pretty good. I was like, "Ooh, there we go. King of strong style. Let's go. I was like, that's <laughs> like, juicy. Yeah. You know, it's it's maybe he's one of these guys just laying in the weeds, you know. Um, But, yeah, I did think that that was because uh, it's really oh, the first time. That he- who said I'm happy? Is what he said. Yeah. Oh, can it be any more direct? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I forgot it was so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who yeah, said I'm happy? Yeah, Bauer Bomb says he's happy. He gets to surf and work a safer style. Yeah, it'd be great to see him go all out at somewhere else, but that's not what he wants. And then he says, "Who said I'm happy? Don't believe anything other than what I said." Wow. There you go. Yes. But it's like these things become talking points, and you don't even know how it happens. Like, when did that start? But that's what that's the default. Anyone brings up Nakamura and how they're, they're not enjoying his work. Someone jumps in with a, leave him alone, he's happy, he's surfing. <laughs> when did he ever say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy and I'm surfing? People just, it just became a thing, you know, and I guess he finally had enough of it. And uh, he spoke up on it. And there's no, listen, there's no language barrier issue there. That's a pretty clear statement. <laughs> Don't tell me. What does it say again? Read it again. Uh, oh, shoot. I just, uh, yeah. Who said I'm happy? Don't yeah. uh, don't believe anything in, uh, other than what I said or something. I think. Oh my god! Listen, that. there's no way that who that's said like... I'm happy. That's that's like, a, dude, that's about you're, you know, what I mean, that's like you're about to break up type stuff. That's stuff that like you know, you like a you and a a girlfriend that are definitely like days away from breaking up would say to each other. So. Oh yeah, this sounds like a guy who's going to be wrestling Hiroki Goto in the Tokyo <laughs> Dome in seven months. Right. You know, um, <laughs> what do we got next here? Uh, next was Braun Strowman, the Stupid Express versus Elias. Are they going to keep up those train sounds? Oh God, I hope so. I hope so. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, this company's not going to be good, so just be as bad as humanly possible. So, yeah, yeah I want, well, I want, I want like rrr, rrr, every time Braun Strowman runs. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Yeah, who gives a shit? Just yeah. go all out. Yeah, why not? In Everyone fact, give effects. everybody boom, pow, boom, pow. Yeah. yeah, I want like, I want Batman. You know. Uh, 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 things jumping up on the screen. I want, yeah, it's just go for the no, utter ridiculous gimmick, gimmick appropriate sound effects for everyone. You know, like Otis is in there and you hear the sound of a sizzling steak on a flat iron <laughs> skillet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Or, yeah. Go, oh, yeah. You could hear like the, the fucking Kool Aid man when Otis is in the ring. That'd be another good one. They should all be gimmick appropriate. Um, just like Braun Strowman with the uh, with the train sound, maybe Elias before he hits a move, you can hear a guitar strum yeah, ring, every time. Yeah, every ring. time he hits a move, you're a ring. yes, ring. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Let's you go. know, yeah, that's what I think. Uh, yeah, you know, that's what Shayna Baszler. You could have uh, you could have a uh, uh, buffer saying it's time every time she does a move. Or like I was gonna say just UFC like bones fight. break every time. Like every time she does a move, you just hear like a, a, a tibia break or something. So you could do that too. Sasha Banks goes for the bank statement here. Boss time, register. boss time, boss time. <laughs> I just want to, I just want Michael Cole saying boss time every time. Like a cash register ring, yeah. you know, like you're ringing up an order. Yeah, that's what they should do. Yeah, Bianca know? Belair. They almost have, they have it with their entrance music. They just need to do it the entire. <laughs> like the, the yeah. twisting of her hair that you hear the whole time, yeah. Matt Riddle goes to hit the Bo Derek, and you hear. Well, I'm not going to get in trouble. A uh, a bong. You hear the the bubbles in a bong. I'm going to go with that with Matt Riddle, not yeah. something That's else. Probably better. Yeah, I was just going to um, say it just goes bro <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> the, the bro Derek. <laughs> I um, hate that. 
How many WWE fans know what that like? Z- like literally two percent, maybe. Yeah, I'm shocked Matt Riddle knows who Bo Derek is. Right? He seems like he's yeah, on she's, another she's even like before my know. time. Like I know because I'm oh, an old, sure. I'm an old head, and I know those things. But like, yeah, I don't know that how many like 33 year olds. If you walked up to a normal 33 year old on the street and said, "Hey, who's Bo Derek?" I don't know that they would. No clue. I don't think they would remember or know. Yeah, they would not. They definitely wouldn't remember. I mean, she hasn't been famous in. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> quite a forty years. I mean, seventy-seven or something. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. This match was fucking atrocious. What do you want me to say? <laughs> Terrible. Uh, I don't know what happened in this match. Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Big E defeats Apollo Cruz. I watched this finish like twelve times. What was supposed to happen and what did happen, Joe? Did you? Can well, you make any sense was, of this? I don't know what was supposed to happen, but Lady Ref, who has a podcast now, counted three on Big E. So, was this non-title? I mean, I, I don't... Yeah, why is it title. the title? Uh, it was the title. And the, the announcers had no clue, because uh, all of a sudden they started beating each other up, and I forget who was doing commentary again. It was Facefuck, or, or, or it had to be Facefuck, because Michael Cole would have figured out a better way to do it. And, yeah. and Phillips just goes, well, from the sounds of it, it looks like Big E won. <laughs> it's like, because Apollo was just beating him up or something. It was so weird. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what was supposed to happen in this match. That yeah, wasn't supposed I mean, to be the end, obviously, but... No. And Apollo, the ref counted three, because Big E was supposed to bridge, I think, and he didn't bridge all the way up. Mm-hmm. And then Apollo didn't know what to do, so he just beat the shit out of Big E for, like, three more minutes. <laughs> he was just giving him moves. And you could kind of see in Big E's eyes, he's like, dude, stop giving yeah, me Yeah, we're good. <laughs> just kick like, me, just kick me. <laughs> just stomp on me or something. Because he's doing, like, why? Uranagi. He did, like, four Uranagis, and it's like, all right, like... We got it. He's like, why are you why are you giving me Death Valley drivers? Can you just right. fucking give me some clubbing blows instead? Right. You know? Um, you're filling up my bump card here. You know, because Cruz panicked. But he definitely won the match. Like who'd they announce won the match? Uh Biggie. 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 Yeah, they said Biggie won. What a fucking disaster. They don't even try anymore. Like <laughs> no. if this were any other era, they just would have said, Okay, we fucked up. Let's put the belt on Apollo and we could have Biggie beat him on Raw tomorrow. You know what I mean? Or, I mean, that's a, great, that's a great story for Mania. Okay, a rematch at Mania. You know, let's make the most yeah. of this. Big E can say, hey, I, I was not right. I, you know, you beat me by an inch or da-da-da-da-da. This screwed Like, at WrestleMania, I want that match. And, I'm, and then Big E wins the title back at WrestleMania. It seems like a perfect time to do it, too. No, they just say, uh, the other guy won. <laughs> not the guy you saw pin, the other guy. No, 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 no. No, no the other guy won. Uh, he just, uh, let's just say he won. You know, so, <laughs> fucking joke. This was like... This pay-per-view was like a total mixed bag of everything that's wrong with WWE and then like a few bright spots here or there. But you you know to keep it at arm's length. You're not going to fall for it. Like, okay, they booked Drew well, but you know it's all going to go downhill like very quickly. Uh, so, you know, and then you have shit like this where it's like one guy wins and they just say, ah, no, the other guy won. With no expl- no reasonable explanation whatsoever. They didn't restart the match. They just said the other guy won. What the fuck is happening here? <laughs> people like this. Rich, yes. people like this company. I know. They do. Well, we have one more match to go, Joe. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set the stage here a little bit. So Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler are your WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. The other team, Joe, is Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Now, get this. Bianca Belair won the Women's Royal Rumble match at WWE Royal Rumble. And uh, she now is going to get a wrestling match, a title opportunity, if you will, at WWE WrestleMania against Sasha Banks. 
But before that, Joe, in a very interesting twist, they're going to team together to try to win the WWE Women's Tag Team Titles. What? Jackson, Shayna Baszler. So they they're are going to <laughs> yeah. be partners. They're, you so said? they're they're they their opponents currently engaged in a feud that are now going to be partners and wow. go for a title match. Now, Joe, you, very interesting wrinkle in the story. Um, they did not get along great in this match. There were definitely some tension between these two people. Uh, and it ended up, believe it or not, costing them this match. Uh, and they did not win uh, the titles. And then after the match, they said, well, I'll see you at WrestleMania, WWE WrestleMania. So, well, Rich, um, the first question I was going to have for you is how could these two coexist? I mean, <laughs> so they did for a little bit, but then it ended up being too much. Their um, egos, their, co- you know, whatever word you want to use, ego confidence, you know, it, it, it did not lead them um, to coexisting. And yeah, unfortunately, they, uh, they were defeated at the hands of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. So. I'm going to take on a project. I am going to count how many times they did the Can You Coexist tag team over the Oh, no. <laughs> Don't do this. So I'm going to make you count it up, and then we're going to uh, – you see how I handed that project off yeah, to you? Yeah, I, I did not. Uh, no, so I'm not doing you're this. You're going to count those up. You're going to go through all the Raws, all the SmackDowns, all the pay-per-views. Um, I think we can start with uh, with Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Is that the first time they did the Can They Coexist? Uh, probably, right? Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. And it worked so well, which it did, legitimately. I'm yes. not doing shtick. It worked so well, they've been doing it for 30 years before every pay-per-view uh, into perpetuity. They just constantly go back to this. And it's like, if you did it once every 10 years, what, what are we doing? I, why am I even breaking this down? This match was fine. We've all seen this story 100 times. I don't know how anyone could enjoy this. I don't know how anyone couldn't have seen what was going to happen at the end. The only question was which one was going heel, right? I mean, that was really the only question. Did anyone even go heel? I mean, I guess Sasha. I guess a heel. Sasha, I, I suppose, but people are going to cheer her. I think at, at Mania. Yeah, but Bianca was making uh, good guy faces. Yes. Well, because so it, it shows she was the bigger woman here because Sasha yes. wanted to start a fight, and Bianca said, "No, no, no, no," backed away, and then pointed at the WrestleMania sign and said, "No, no, no, I'll get my opportunity, my title opportunity." Yeah, but Bianca kind of cost them the match. I yes, mean, she Sasha. did. <laughs> she absolutely did. <laughs> so Sasha has a point here, you know? <laughs> and and who is the sommelier trying to fuck now? Is he still uh, trying to I fuck? I don't know who Reginald's trying to fuck now, yeah. Um, I'm kind of lost on this story. That's why I asked you last week, and I, I don't think I got any clarity here on, on Fastlane. So. No, no. He was there, but I don't know what his point. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure either. But, uh, I that... love getting this guy involved, and then, like, you, you just... Yeah. Why? Why is he involved? I don't know why he's involved. Reginald. Um, Nia Jax is kind of she's fucking horrendous. She's one of the worst she's wrestlers. So yeah, she's quickly approaching Tamina levels of like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, she used to be like fine. You know what I mean? Like, she was never good. I always thought she was pretty crappy. I think she's yeah. worried about hurting people now. Well, which rightfully okay. so because she hurt half the roster. So. Well, no, she went through stages. Like, remember when she worked too light? Yes, yeah, early, early when she 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 came in and she was like, okay. Then she worked too light. Then I think they told her, hey, stop working so light, work a little more stiff. And then she hurt everybody. <laughs> so yes, she left a trail of bodies in her wake, which actually inadvertently created the one star this company created in the last ten years. Yeah, mm-hmm. when she when when she busted Becky open. If that doesn't happen. <laughs> This company hasn't created a star in, so maybe they're just telling Nia, "Look, go out there and just 
let's capture that lightning in a bottle again. Could you please go out there and break someone else's face? Please, we're begging you. Think about that. Do you think Becky happens if that moment doesn't? No, no, without the bloody nose, for sure, no. So it's like everyone credits them for, oh, well, at least they got Becky right. They lucked into that one too. <laughs> no one talks about that though. Like no one acknowledges that. And then Becky immediately negated it by inserting Charlotte at the last minute into the main event. Yeah, you know, know why? Because they didn't. Yeah, even though Becky they didn't believe the him, they didn't. They right. didn't trust her. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't the plan. So it's got it. Yeah, but like they didn't even earn that one. Like that was handed to them on a botch, which is like the only way they've made stars in the last X amount of years. <laughs> it's incredible. You know, and then they squander it, and then she was like, "Well, fuck this. I'm gonna go make some babies." I'm good. Um, and who knows if she'll ever come back. <sighs> that was fascinating. fascinating <laughs> I can't. I really honestly don't know if I can do WrestleMania. I don't know if I can do two nights of WrestleMania. Oh, you're going to do it. Uh, we need to, I, need, I need a guarantee that people are going to subscribe to that thing. Look, it's in front of crowds, man. That's true. That'll help a little bit. I think I, I want to see. I'll be fully vaccinated by that point. I, I've considered. I looked. I looked briefly at the tickets, real quick. They're fucking ridiculous. So yeah, but the indie shows are so bad. That yeah, it's like not even worth. It's it's not even worth going to Florida in general. Like not even COVID related. Yeah, it's just not even worth going to Florida to to see it. Yeah, the rainy tickets are like five thousand dollars and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. That's... Yeah, yeah. It'd be one you thing if yeah, I could go to Evolve and it's fucking Zack Saber Jr. versus Will Ospreay or whatever. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll fucking wear a mask and even though I'm I'm vaccinated and go out there and see them, but. uh yeah, not gonna go. Did you see that Vince quote about the ticket prices? No, no. What did he say? He said to the person, "Like, I can't believe we're charging twenty five hundred dollars, and people are paying." You set the prices, dope. What do you mean you can't <laughs> believe you're charging twenty five hundred dollars? Like, what's he talking about? They're almost gone too. So I, uh, whoever priced them did a good job because. I thought the expensive ones didn't sell, and the cheap ones did. Or was it the uh, as other far way as I can tell? Yeah, it looks like the cheap ones sold right away, and now the only. So yeah, it might be. I think people don't want to pay five thousand dollars. Right, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like he's like. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Because the upper decks and all that stuff is like completely sold out. Yeah, like they're they're having trouble selling the expensive ones. I think. Not the other way around. That's what you just said, right? But yes, first yes, you said sorry, the other. Sorry, way. sorry. Yeah, we're we're on two different wavelengths here. I yeah. thought you said I'm okay, Spider. No, but I thought you said first. First, you said they sold the expensive ones, right? You're going to – this ends with you shooting me in the foot. I know you don't get that, but the <laughs> listeners do. Um, so you said they sold the expensive ones and not the cheap ones, but it's actually they sold the cheap ones and not the expensive correct, ones. Correct, correct. Sorry. Yeah, I misspoke. Okay. All right. Yeah, because the only things All that right. were available, uh, there was no, only single tickets up in like the upper decks, and that even was like 500 bucks. But then a bunch of it was available on like the floor for like five thousand dollars. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> You're gonna have to pay me a lot more. You're gonna have to pay me five thousand dollars to go fucking oh. sit front row in Florida. You got to put Daniel Bryan in the in your main event. <laughs> right then, maybe I'll and, consider and hope that people. <laughs> right. That I mean, as soon as they had to sell tickets, that was it for Edge. Um, yeah, that's fucking fast lane vroom vroom. That's, Has that's there ever cool. been a good fast lane? Why am I even asking that? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> What's your favorite fast lane memory, Rich? Oh, my favorite fast lane memory probably yeah. when you went vroom vroom yeah. right there that last second ago. Um, yeah, there might have been a good one. See, there's probably some awesome match, and people are gonna be like, "Oh, you forgot about when?" Uh, I can't even think of an example, but there was probably some. So great I think match there and- was a Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan fast lane match that was actually pretty awesome. 
Okay. Many, many moons ago, back 2015? in 2015. Yeah, right. Because I'm gonna tell you. All right, I'm gonna embarrass myself here. So, I turned on the network on Sunday night, and I saw. Fe- well, now you know the punchline, but I'm gonna tell the story okay, anyway. Go ahead. Yes. I so I, I turned it on to watch Fastlane, and I saw a banner for Fastlane with Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan on it. <laughs> So I clicked it and I said, okay, I'm going to settle in for Fastlane. I guess my subscription hasn't expired yet. <laughs> so I'm watching this. As the authority comes out or something. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I was like zoned out. So like there, and I wasn't really paying attention. It didn't occur to me that this was not the proper show until I saw Rusev. And I said, what is going on? And then I said, oh, Fastlane 2015, same fucking main event. And then I back out and I go looking for Fastlane 2021 and that it had the lock on it. And then that's when I clicked it. That's when they sent me to the screen that said, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, go, go away. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so on, get, actually, never come back. <laughs> okay. Exactly. So I watched like 12 minutes of Fastlane. I watched like 12 minutes of that show before it occurred to me. <laughs> that when, when you saw Rusev. <laughs> Rich, there's fans in the crowd. There's like, and and I am just so disconnected that I didn't. It took me like nine minutes or twelve minutes to realize that this was not the fast lane I came for. So, um, that's fast lane 2021, everybody. Yeah, I yeah. probably just should have watched that one. Right? Yeah, I'm looking at the card. I don't know. What did Rusev do on that? Uh, show? He faced John Cena. He won by submission. Oh yeah. To retain his Put US, him in that, uh, U.S. title. Game yeah. over. Or the fucking Miro lock. Yeah. What's he call it? Uh, I game don't know over. Game over now, I think, yeah. And then Roman Reigns defeated Accolade. Daniel Bryan. Uh, that was the number one contendership. Because that's after the Royal Rumble. They said, okay, 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 fine. You want Daniel Bryan, you'll get Daniel Bryan. And then they speed him again. <laughs> said, okay, no. You're not getting Daniel Bryan, you assholes. Get, get out of here. We did it last year. We're not doing it again this year. <laughs> that was that match, remember? Yes. And it was good. It was really good. That was like the first really good Roman Reigns match uh, that he had on the main roster as a singles. And then he'd obviously followed up with the, the, the good Brock Lesnar match the next month. So, Because Brock ruled. Remember that? Remember when Brock was around? And... I wait every day for People Brock told us it was bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All he does is have exciting matches. This is stupid. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Sucks. Well, okay. Enjoy Alexa Bliss dry hoping. <laughs> right. Enjoy I'm Alexa Bliss and Big Tails dry hoping yeah. a guy while the Toxic Avenger emerges from the ring. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right, real quick, last WWE note here. <clears throat> then we'll thankfully move on to uh, a less controversial topic, the New Japan Cup Final. <laughs> Thank God we just get to talk about wrestling, <laughs> right? Huh? <laughs> Excited. Yeah, I'm sick of all this, like, you know, song of death. Let's just talk about a pro wrestling match for the New Japan Cup. But uh, the Thunderdome is officially moving. Uh, the Rays need Tropicana Field again. Randy Wynn and the Tampa Bay Rays have to uh, uh, get yes. back to the Thunderdome, so they're uh, they're going to kick to be out, and they are now going to move to their third stop on the Thunderdome, the Yingling Center, also in Tampa, Florida. That is uh, starting April twelfth. They're going to go there. That's the old USF Sundome, home of the uh, nineteen ninety five Royal Rumble as well. So, uh, the next stop for the Thunderdome. And uh, the real, the one question I was going to ask you before we kind of officially move on: uh, Do you find it interesting, or, or 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 do you read anything into them continuing the Thunderdome thing and not just deciding to to, to tour states that they can or or tour Florida, or do you think that that wouldn't be cost-effective either to tour? Or do they not want to tour type stuff? Or are they not ready yet at this point? 
no. Where are they going to go? Florida to Texas and back and forth? I yeah, mean, where I mean, else that, that's about go? what they would be able to do. And, and that's not, I mean, that's. And then you still have to get people to buy tickets. Right. It's a terrible that's another thing. Hunting for people to buy tickets every single week, twice a week, three times a week or whatever. That's going to be a disaster. So. No, fuck that. And Khan is totally waiting for McMahon to make the first move and take all the heat and all of that. Although Khan's running a house show, he's running a house show many a weekend, yeah. So he's 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 dipping the toes in a little bit as well. So running a house show, house show. People are like, are they going to count the stats? Of course they are. He's going to count the stats. They'll count, and they'll run the results probably on uh, on uh, on the crawler like they do for dark. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they'll count the stats, and as well they should. Um, so that's interesting, but uh. But yeah, you know, we we said they were they were gonna have to get out when baseball came back. I mean, it, it's impossible. They're not gonna set up and break down in between every fucking Rays game. So, um, whatever. Next stop, yeah, Yingling Center, Tampa, Florida. So there you go, Thunderdome. Uh, moving there, uh, April twelfth. All right, we are just going to talk wrestling now with the New Japan Cup final. But before we do that, Joe, I do want to let you know that March is here. And as you know, the madness has officially begun. It's time to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with MyBookie, our friends at MyBookie. You select the winners from 63 tournament games in their MyBookie Bracket Challenge, which we talked about as well. You can also bet any game you're going on. There's a ton of stuff going on. What are we? We're deep into the Sweet 16 at this point, right? Like, do we have our yeah, official Sweet yeah. 16? Everyone's punched their ticket. We know our Sweet yeah, 16 this weekend, now. Yeah, this weekend's there Sweet 16. There it is. There you go. So plenty of opportunities to gamble. Good. I mean, you, now, you, now you're starting to get some real deal teams. You've seen these teams a few times. You can start making some real educated bets here on my bookie, which is always pretty important other than just kind of shooting darts at the first few rounds and figuring out what's going to happen. I mean, you, you've seen these teams. Like you, If you want to put some money on Loyola, you, you know, you got some reason to do so. They have a good-looking team lately. So uh, plenty of stuff going on there. So, of course... Uh, MyBookie has you covered on all that. You sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use our promo code VOICES. You, just, you, you secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Uh, and again, you want to make sure you use that promo code VOICES uh, so they know that we sent you there. You get your first deposit bonus up to $1,000. Sweet 16 betting, March Madness betting, any other college basketball. You could probably do NIT. They're doing NIT right now, right? I think I watched an NIT game the other day, not yep. knowing it was it was the NIT. I was just like, I was like, oh man, I didn't know. Like, I'm trying to remember who it was. Somebody had like a one seat, and I'm like, oh, I, wow, all right, I didn't know they were that good. And then I quickly realized, oh, they're the one seat in the NIT, which I cannot imagine uh, who would send their team to the NIT <laughs> during a pandemic. But here we are. Anyway, you can bet on the NIT. I Rich, bet. I got I got news for you. They're doing a CBI. This no, year. they're not. Yes, they are. Who? What schools are going to sign up for the CBI? Oh, uh, I could tell you. <laughs> UTEP or something? <laughs> uh, I think Pepperdine's in the field. Okay. All right. All right. Coastal Carolina. Um, <laughs> Army. I think Army lost. What a lineup. In the CBI. They had to dig deep. I think there was Where's a couple the non-division. Bubble? Is there a CBI bubble or no? No, they just take whoever. I wonder if there's a CIT, the fourth string tournament. Oh, my God. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um. No, there's no CI. Okay, no they CI. decided to sit this one out at least. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a CBI this year. There's a couple. I think there was a couple non-division one teams. They really had to dig deep <laughs> because a lot of teams are like, I'm not going to that shit. You know, we're not taking the bid. Yeah. But um, no, the CBI is is 100% happening. And um, as we speak, 
I don't think it's over. Let, let me pull up the bracket. There you go. Well, so you could probably bet on that as well. NBA, NHL, MLB starting up pretty soon here. I, I, you could probably bet on spring training games, but that's really, really pushing it. But the MLB games are kicking it, uh, kicking off pretty soon here too. So no matter the sport, no matter the minute, my bookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. You choose from thousands of lines and odds and turn any game day into payday. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie, MyBookie.ag, promo code VOICES to get that deposit match up to $1,000. All right, what's our CBI update? Okay, Pepperdine won. The whole thing? It's over, yeah. Congratulations to uh, Pepperdine University. They uh, were 12 and 12 coming in. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> they took Stetson. A real, Stetson Cinderella, was... a real Cinderella story here. In the... Stetson was 11 and 14, and they oh, made the CBI. Goodness. Um, Yeah, it was just a simple... Uh, eight-team tournament. Pepperdine beat Coastal Carolina in the final. Something called Bellamine. Yeah, I'm looking at these tournament. teams, and I, 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 I don't, I don't claim to I be watch like. College, a, listen, yeah, I was gonna I say I, I, I watch college basketball a little bit. I watch college football a little bit. I know you watch a lot of college basketball. Who are some of these schools? I've never heard of some of these schools. Well, I, the only one I never heard of was I don't know what Bellamine is. What the hell's Longwood? Be- who are the Longwood Lancers? No, they they've been around. Yeah, they're they're they they moved up to Division One a couple years ago. Oh, did they? Okay, all right. Well, good for Longwood. Bellarmine, Lancers. I never heard of. They must be new to Division One. I. I have no clue. Uh, Bellarmine Knights apparently is their uh, is their name. So. They're in. Uh... Oh, okay. This was their first Division One tournament this year. They're in the Atlantic Sun. They were they were a Division two team. Mm, okay, this was their first year in Division one. Looks like it. They made it all the way to the CBI. That's something to be proud of, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Bella, the Bellarmine Knights. Yeah. Okay. Right. Pepperdine's the Waves, right? Yes. They used to be something problematic, if I remember correctly. Or were they always Pepperdine? Yeah. Were they always the Waves? Best of my knowledge, they were always the Waves. Okay. Um. Paul Westfall coach there for a little while. Mm-hmm. We're not starting a bell. <laughs> I know you want to. We're not starting a Paul Westfall. Coach I'm just waiting. Listen, I can go I'm, all night. No, I'm I'm staying out of it. You know I have a comment, but I'm just going to leave it to myself. I'm not. What about Paul Westfall? Yeah, I I don't know. No, I don't. Passed away earlier this he year. He did. Paul. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Talk Pepperdine basketball. No, I can talk Pepperdine. I don't basketball. want to talk Pepperdine basketball. You know who else went to Pepperdine? Doug Christie. Did he? Okay, there you go. I didn't know that. Doug Christie. It's a famous alumnus. He was. He might be there. Uh, well, I don't know because uh, what about um, where did Olawa Candy go? Didn't he go to Pepperdine? No, he went to Pacific. Oh, Pacific. Yeah. He's hey, listen. Reasonable mistake. Yeah, Pacific, <laughs> yeah that, that's fair. Uh, I'm yeah. looking at the numbers here. I believe there's a, a a decent case that Doug Christie is the best, but I will give you. Dennis Johnson, DJ, Boston oh, Celtics. Oh no! Well, it's got to be Dennis Johnson. Yeah, DJ is definitely the yeah. It's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, absolutely. Multiple time champion, multiple time All Star. Yeah, so he's got him. Beat Way before bit. my time, I would have never known he went to Pepperdine. Probably the early seventies, right? Uh, nineteen seventy six is when he graduated from Pepperdine. Yeah. Yeah. They have See, Christie n- was there in the nineties. Yes, nineteen ninety two is when he graduated. They have not. Yeah, uh, I remember watching Christie. N- not a not a great. Uh, a great basketball school. One of the the, the uh, very 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 unsuccessful Thompson went there. Uh, 
not <laughs> not the basketball playing Thompson and not the baseball playing Thompson, but the other basketball playing Thompson, not Clay, oh, Clay not Thompson's Clay. other brother that went there. Yes, the third Thompson yes, brother. Yeah, the one that's not a professional baseball player and the one who's not a professional basketball player or, or not anymore a professional basketball player. He played the one that's hanging drywall somewhere. Yeah, he well, he played five games for the uh, 2012 Cleveland Cavaliers, and they said, "Okay, that's enough." <laughs> now he's hey, done, listen, so. he made it to the NBA. That's you know what? Hey, you'd say more than most Can I, people right, that have okay, ever played let me basketball. Ask you a Honestly. If he wasn't a Thompson, would he have made? Would he have played no, the NBA five? No, absolutely not. That's totally just nepotism, right? Yes, like yes. just like, well, he's Clay's brother. He's got to be okay, right? And it's like, oh no, well, he's terrible. We'll give him a shot because he's Clay's brother. They're like, there are multiple Antetokounmpo's that are currently rostered by teams. Well, they were currently rostered. Then when Giannis officially signed with Milwaukee, uh, many of them no longer were signed anymore, and then Milwaukee signed one of them as well, just to kind of, but they don't play because they're. <laughs> But what the Lakers had an Antetokounmpo for a while there, too, to say, hey, uh, Giannis, hey, your brother. Do these teams <laughs> think they're just going to be great by osmosis or something? I think so. Like, I think it was also like a free agent ploy to, hey, we got your brother here, so if you want to, right, uh, right. you know, come on over. Did not work. He just stayed. So As if, if he really wanted to play with his scrubby brother, he couldn't talk his current team into signing his scrubby brother to right. be on a two-way contract or something. Yes, right? like, Costas, he, Costas Antetokounmpo has played... He's been. He was on Dallas in 2019, played two games. He was on the Lakers in 2020, played five games, and he's apparently still on the Lakers as well. And he played five games this year as well, four minutes per game in those five. Well, that's so. what you see. You sign an Atatinkupo, and you send out the press. You send out a text to your ticket holder that you've signed. The <laughs> Lakers sign Atatinkupo, <laughs> right? And you get them to buy some tickets, and then you know it's, you're not even lying. Costas, that's the Koopa, yeah. And and then Theonis, I believe, is how you pronounce this one. Or Th- yeah, I think guy, it's Theonis. Yeah. yeah, he played uh, two games for the tw- t- 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 2016 Knicks. Then they said, "Okay, you're not Giannis." Okay. Then Milwaukee said, "Ah, fuck it." In 2020, they signed him. He played 20 games, and they sure he's played 31 games. So, yeah. Eight minutes. Per anyway, game, you can't bet on the CBI. It's over. Okay, so don't bet on the CBI. Mybookie.ag promo code uh, voices. All right, let's do this. Ugh, I really don't want to talk. It's <laughs> a new Japan Cup. <laughs> what? It was just a professional wrestling. So I all that happened was from the video that I watched is Will Osprey hit an os cutter, a uh, hidden blade, one two three, held up the trophy, and I clicked my video off, and I was good to go. So that was a tremendous wrestling match, Joe. What are you talking like, about? Like I'm not even I'm not even in the right frame of mind. Like I'm goofy right now. I'm be, I'm silly. I I'm not even in the right frame of mind to talk about this. I am so tired of litigating Willow Spray. It is the most exhausting topic in all of pro wrestling. Rich, I just want to watch wrestling matches and fucking watch guys fake beat each other up. Like why do we have to do this like every other month? I, I just I, I don't want to do it. But we have to do it. How can we not do it? We don't do it. They are, they're like, ah, they're fucking cowards. We like yeah, have to talk scared. about this. They don't want to talk about it. Okay. You want, you want, here, here's my stance on the. Oh, I haven't, you know what? I haven't heard your stance on yes. this. So, so this here's my stance on the Will angle. So Will wins the, uh, the New Japan Cup, cuts a promo against Kota Bushi, says, oh, I want to show you how badly I love that title more than anything. I love the World Heavyweight title more than anything. So then he ass cutters Bree, uh, or Bea Priestley. And uh, away we go. Uh, my stance is the same that it's always been since 2013 when we started the show. Nine years ago or whatever the hell. Eight, ten, whatever the fuck years ago. 2012 when we started the show or whatever. Uh, 
I don't like simulated violence on women. And I've said as such from the day one. And I've been called an asshole. I've been called a misogynist. I've been called an unprogressive swine. I've been called a bunch of things, but I still don't like simulated violence against women. So fucking shoot me. I didn't like it when it's Chris Dickinson throwing, you know, uh, what was it, Kimberly or whatever? I forget what that Kimberly match was. We were called chairs, just absolute assholes at that time. Oh my God, this is what progression is. This is what, you know, uh, uh, equality is all about is Chris Dickinson throwing lariats and, and throwing Kimberly through a bunch of chairs and shit. Um, when Joey Ryan was forcing women to grab his penis, I was told, no, this is good. This is what they want. This is great. This is what progress is. And, and I thought, thought it fucking sucked then. And I still hated it then. And, uh, we've had to defend intergender wrestling and, and, and defend our stance on it for, for years and years and years. And I'm the same. I still fucking hate simulated violence against women. So I didn't like this. The end. <laughs> My stance has been the same. It's always been. So, um, sometimes that stance is good. Sometimes that stance is bad. Uh, sometimes it's progressive and you're a misogynist. And then sometimes you're a misogynist if you think, uh, intergender wrestling is good or bad. So I don't know. Almost Joe, it sounds like it's the person involved that makes it good or bad. So, um, interesting for the last nine years, I hate this shit and I hated this. So the end. Yeah. I don't know, man. This has been talked to death. I know the audience wants us to talk about it. Look, I don't like the angle, but that's not any kind of hot take. Nobody liked the angle. <laughs> like, here's the here's the problem with the angle. Oh, what a bomb. Right? Just an absolute bomb. It completely bombed. And it, not because the fans aren't allowed to cheer. When he hit that cutter, it was just the energy in the room in that building. And the energy in my living room <laughs> was just, like, awkward. Like, what is this? No one wants this. No one likes this. It's just a total bomb of an angle. And the worst part about it, I guess I shouldn't use that phrase, the worst part about it, because I'll get canceled. But the thing I don't like about it, how about that? That's more fair. The thing I don't like about the angle more than anything, well, geez, how do you, how do I even, I, I hate talking about this shit, Rich. Um, here's the thing about the angle. No one's talking about the match now. It totally ate up what was a match at a year level match and took all the attention from it. And here's the other thing. Will Ospreay versus Kota Ibushi for the IWGP World Heavyweight title does not need an angle. I know. Why? Why, why, why? I mean, that that is the biggest layup in history of two great wrestlers battling over this unified title. The end. Will Ospreay won the New Japan Cup, and now he's going to challenge fellow great pro wrestler Kotobushi for a title and Will's going to try to win that title because he's he's ready and 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 he's finally gotten to this point where he's he's a viable contender for this title. The end. You don't need anything else to sell that match. That match sells itself and we're still selling 25% capacity <laughs> right, especially now like now more than ever. Gonna... <laughs> now yeah. more than ever you don't need anything. Like that fucking match isn't going to sell every ticket on its own merit or most of the tickets, or whatever the fuck. You can't even sell tickets now. So it's like, what's the point of the angle? It was completely unnecessary to do an angle in the first place before you even get into breaking down the angle. You know? And it's like, just the whole Will Ospreay thing is so fucking exhausting. You know why? I'm going to tell you why it's exhausting. This is what it comes down to. The people who hate Will Ospreay, and I'm not saying you can't hate him, You can hate whoever you want. I don't care who you hate. But the people who hate Will Ospreay, they cannot understand 
why everybody else doesn't hate Willow Spray. And then they go completely overboard every time Willow Spray does something, even if it's just mildly controversial. Okay? And then they try to convince everyone else that they too should hate Willow Spray. And then every time the guy takes a shit, the guy can't fart without uh, this all this shit starting up again. It's because the people who hate him just they just they can't get it through it. Like they just have this thought process of why doesn't everyone else hate this man? Why can't they see why I hate him? Look, see, he's at it again. Why don't you hate him? Here's what needs to happen: the people who hate Will Ospreay need to accept that the people who don't hate him aren't going to hate him. Either because they have a different set of values than you or different lines than you that haven't been crossed or just because they simply don't give a fuck and just want to watch wrestling matches and don't like to think about any other crap. You have to, if you are a Willow Spray hater and you have to accept that the people who don't hate him aren't going to at this point. And the people who don't hate Willow Spray, here's what you need to do. So I'm not going to be one-sided here. I'm going to chastise everyone. If you're a Willow Spray fan and you don't hate him and you enjoy him and you like watching him wrestle, here's what you need to do. You need to stop being so hyper-defensive about the people who do hate him because they have every right to hate him if they want. You don't need to take bullets for him. You don't need to defend him. Here's the thing if you're a Willow Spray fan and you don't like him. You won because he's still out there wrestling. Take your W and enjoy your Willow Spray matches. Let people vent if they don't like them. They have every right not to like them. Whether you agree with the reasons or not. Everyone's entitled to that. They can write their letters to New Japan. They can do all those things. Stop being hyper-defensive about another grown man that doesn't know you exist. Just watch the matches if that's what you want to do. Because that's what happens every time something like this happens. And then those two sides war. Now, I will say this, Rich. I don't think this blew up nearly as much as I thought it was going to when I watched it in real time. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. You want oh an impassioned rant. I, I didn't want to interrupt. Was, no, no, no. Good, I know, so. but I get nervous, and I'm like, did I just waste my time talking to <laughs> No, to no. That was good. Again? No, that, I wouldn't want to lose that one. That would suck. That would be one that we'd legitimately say, hey, that was an all-time great uh, – uh, a rant there that didn't. No, I was. Well, do I was you agree listening. or disagree with me? I mean, no, I'm with you. Yeah, it's it's become so exhausting at this point that I think we just need to. Everybody just needs to agree that if you fucking hate him and you don't want to watch his matches, then just stop. And if you like him, just watch his matches and stop. Everybody just stop because every single match is a fucking relitigation of every. Oh my! It's is so anyone exhausting. changing anyone's mind at no, this point? No, nobody has ever unless... said. Hmm. You know what? You're actually right. <laughs> I don't like Will Osprey. Sorry, you're right. I should have. No. We're, 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 we've all picked our camp and we're all just going to be there. And yeah, it, it's, it's, it's gotten absolutely ridiculous. It, it, it I groan anytime I see him. Yeah. I open up Twitter and he had a match. I'm just like, oh, fucking Christ, here we go again. So I think people take it personal when someone has the other side. You know what I mean? Like, I think people have to stop. Right. Taking why it are so you not personal? as angry as me? Or why do you not care like me? It, it's just, yeah. Right. Why can't you just accept that he's just a wrestler or the other side is why I don't understand why you don't hate this person. And then they take it personal that you don't see it their way. Just stop. You know, it's like if someone doesn't, okay, 
if someone doesn't hate Will Ospreay, if, if they're not going to hate him for giving B. Priestley a fake cutter, that's not going to change their mind. You know what I mean? Like that, it, it, but it's like everyone starts their crusade again. Anytime they get a chance with this guy, I think he has done a lot of this to himself. And I also think in, uh, in some ways he's been treated very unfairly while also doing a lot of this to himself. But at the end of the day, people already have decided. And until something, unless something serious happens, no one's going to change their stance. Unless something drastic happens on either side, unless he does something super problematic and then maybe some more people will turn on him. Or unless uh, like Pollyanna comes out and says, ah, you know what? I, it turns out he didn't do anything after all. Well, that's never going to happen. So it's like these two sides need to just accept that the other side isn't going to see things their way. And when doing that, you also need to accept that that doesn't mean that these are bad people on either side either. There's nothing wrong with just wanting to watch wrestling and disconnect from all this other bullshit. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with separating art from artists. Right, right. Or having your own stance or if, you, if, you, if you're aware of the situation or whatever. Because that's the other thing too. People always assume, oh, well, you don't know. And like some people might read the situation and say, I don't think you did anything wrong. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and that's, you know, it, it, unless it was a criminal case, like, you're allowed to just kind of be like, eh, that doesn't sound that bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, this guy did X or whatever. This guy did X crime or whatever. You can't say, well, that's not too bad. And it's like, no, no, he got, like, arrested for it. That is a bit, you know what I mean? Like, you can't just say, ah, oh, well, Chris Benoit did that. I mean, I, whatever. Here, 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 there. No, no, no. That's bad. Like, he murdered people. That's not good. Whereas this thing does have a little bit of, and I'm not getting into that debate right now because I don't want to do it, but I fully believe that there are people out there that read all, that go, oh, what's this Will Ospreay thing? Oh, eh, I don't know. And then move on. And then just the, 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 their day goes on. You know what I mean? Way more people than anyone wants to admit. Read that story do and go, give a fuck eh. about any of this. <laughs> right. <laughs> they just don't. They just want to watch wrestling and that's it. They don't fucking know. They don't care. And you can make your own mind up as to whether that's good or bad. You know what I mean? It's like, but just stop trying to convince people to see it your way. You're not going to. You know, people have their mind made up on this one. There's people who just won't even watch his matches. That's their decision. Yeah, go ahead. Fine. I've never told people they shouldn't do that. I just then, then don't. You know? But I, I don't think you should get on people's shit on the other way either. Like, if they just want to disconnect. Or, if they don't, if they just see some of the things he's accused of and they shoulder shrug and say, ah, that doesn't cross my lines or I don't see enough evidence. There's going to be people that fall all over the spectrum on this. And if we stop trying to belittle the people who don't agree with us, then this annoying discourse will subside to some degree. And, and it should be stated as well that the, the, the discourse around Will Ospreay has been terrible pretty much for the last, I don't know, seven years, basically from the moment he debuted. Because he's kind of an idiot. He was kind of a dork and annoying on Twitter. Let me tell you something. Back before any, I mean, we, we have been doing this discussion about him for a long time. Before anybody knew anything about any other situations. Yeah. If it, 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 you know, there's no question that a lot of the shit that he gets is because people didn't like him to begin with before he ever had any controversy around them. So then when... You already don't like him either because of the way he carries himself or because you think he's a dick or simply because you don't like the way he wrestles and that people praise him. Okay. If you, when you already don't like him, when he gives you ammo, 
to sort of back up your case that that you don't. Then again, people, you know, they, 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 then they spend all their time trying to convince everyone else. See, this is why I don't like them. Look, right. he did this, and he did this, and he did this. When a lot of it really did start with just a cocky, arrogant, kind of daft guy who people didn't like to begin with. Who did a bunch of flippy doos and did a bunch of flippy doos all the time. And yeah, you it, know it, what? No one wants to fucking say it or admit it, but. The fact that he was a flippy do guy does have something to do with yes. this. Yes, I mean that, it absolutely does because, like I said, that, that, there's in, 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 built-in hatred here or built-in yes. dislike of him that has that has existed from the first moment he appeared in a in a GIF that got circulated on Twitter and people said, "What the fuck is this guy doing? What the hell?" I mean, Vader. Remember the old guy? I mean, this is like going back to 2014, 2015. The old guys and then oh, you're ruining the business, kid, and what's this guy doing, and all that sort of stuff. I mean, yeah, it's but we've been doing this for years. And now people have been given real ammo to, right, to attack exactly. him on top. Right, right, right. And, and I'm not saying that's the case for everyone. I'm not saying – but there, that's definitely a factor, you know, and, and you know, it's, I can't get worked up over a shitty wrestling angle. I mean, unless he went into business for himself, which he did not do. If he went into business for himself, he, he should be fired. You know, and, and, and he would be fired. Yeah, they've, they've fired people a, before in big spots that have went into business for themselves. Yeah, exactly. For simply wearing gear they didn't want him to wear. But, I mean, you know, this is a this is a company-sponsored angle. And it's a stupid angle. It was unnecessary. You know, without even getting into the controversial uh, aspects Memphis of it. Memphis Gato again, man. He's Yes. <laughs> Memphis Gato. And, and, and listen. He's finding his Memphis tapes. He might not be on Peacock, but he's finding them, so. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I'm sorry, listen, I think you can draw a line to when all these shitty angles and bad finishes and stuff started happening in New Japan to when Dick Togo got into the office. You're not wrong. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if he's the result, but there's definitely a, a causation going on here. Uh, it, all coinc- it might be a coincidence. The, I don't know, but you're right. It all started with the evil angle, which was Dick Togo's introduction in front of the camera. He's part of the office. He's buddies with Gato and Jado and all those guys. They brought him in. Then, ever since, king of pro wrestling. Fucking Willow Spray giving a cutter to B. Priestley. Fucking shitty finishes. Dumb story. It, you can draw a line to when Dick Togo showed up. You know, these guys, we all know Gato, uh, you know, loves the, the, the territory, the old territory, American wrestling. You know, he's allegedly a big Memphis fan. Jado, same thing. Dick Togo literally worked in the Attitude Era in the United States. He's a big fan of that shit. You get all these guys in a room and none of these ideas are getting filtered by anyone because they all like the same shit. You know, it's just a bunch of guys in the room who like this garbage. And New Japan fans are getting frustrated because a lot of what the you know Western New Japan fans liked about it is it was just pro wrestling, you know, and they're they, they they're leaning more. And listen, remember when we told people that they were going to continue leaning heavily into this kind of thing, and people blew us off and brushed us off. You're seeing it play out. 
This is the new mindset. It's a heel heat promotion now. And I know people tried to kick back on that. But how many more of these kind of angles do you need? You know, they, they, these guys like that stuff. So, and this is bad. It's a bad angle. It's unnecessary. Is The biggest thing is it's unnecessary. I'm not even interested in breaking it down. I don't know if you saw the latest Willow Spray promo, Rich. The yeah, black I did. And white. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're instead of in, instead of backing away, they're doubling down on it, which is just like, oh, which God. I told everybody they were going to be disappointed. Yes. They're not backing off of this. Is an no, angle that this the is what they is want. Running. This is heat. They're a heat yes. company now. They're heaters. Memphis heaters. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, they're going to run from it. I'm like, no. no, they're not. No, they're not. They think it's probably they good. Don't. Yeah, they think it's good. And whatever emails you're sending to the company, and I'm not saying you shouldn't do that if you don't like it and whatever complaining you're doing on Twitter, it clearly is not enough for them to think it's going to negatively impact their business. You can cherry pick all of the Japanese tweets you want that say that they're uncomfortable with the domestic violence aspects of this. The bottom line is if they move forward with the angle, it's not enough for it to be impactful in their eyes to the business. They backpedaled on Marty Skrull. That tells you they did get enough kickback to where they said, oh, hold on a second. This is going to impact our business. This clearly isn't because they're moving forward. And as you said, I don't know if doubling down is the right phrase. They're just going forward with their angle. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily doubling down, but yeah, just saying. And if you don't like it. And if not you altering, think it's not altering the path. Yeah, not altering it. They're just moving forward with it. And if you don't like it, you're just either going to have to deal with it or find another promotion to watch. And that's what they're telling. That's not what Joe Lanza is saying. That's what they're saying. We're doing it. Yeah, just Sometimes like Joe Lanza's not changing like for you, just like Joe Lanza's not changing for you, I don't think New Japan's changing for you either. New Japan's not changing. They, they're going to do this. And, and let me tell you something. Marty Skrull was coming in for Super Juniors. I don't know if we've ever said that on the air. He I was coming in. don't think so. I think we alluded to it, but yeah. He was coming in. You know, they said in a meeting, we need something for this with no Hiromu, and he was one of the ideas, and he was coming in. And the Japanese wrestlers in the room weren't even they were vaguely aware of what he had done and no one really said anything. It was the Gaijin wrestlers who then spoke to the office on both shores. So that's the other thing. Like the Will Ospreay stuff is confusing for people who speak English to untwist and unravel and who what really happened and what didn't happen. You really think these guys over there are super like Following following that stuff and venues and this venue said she couldn't work and it, they're not paying attention. And they don't care. And this angle, they're just moving forward with it. This is a this is a company sponsored angle and they're doing it. I get why people don't like it and why they're a little weird with it and uncomfortable with it. I get it. I'm not telling you it shouldn't be. But you know, it's 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 pro wrestling. Pro wrestling, like, go back to the top of the show. Pro wrestling is sleazy and scuzzy, and this is what pro wrestling is. And I got to tell you, the last time I really got upset at pro wrestling for an angle, and I'm not going to say it can't happen again because it might. My line might be crossed at some point. The last time I got upset at an angle was when they turned Vicky Guerrero heel and when Randy Orton talked about spitting on Eddie Guerrero's grave and all that shit. Remember all that? Rich, I do. From, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was tough. I was so uncomfortable with that, and I was, I was legitimately... Yeah, Eddie's in hell type stuff, like yeah, months after Yeah, and then Guerrero dead. turns yeah. heel, yeah. and if the phrase existed, I was mad online. I was so mad at that, and then I read The Observer where Chavo Sr. 
and Chavo and Vicky and all the other people in the family were okay with it and pitching ideas. And then I threw my hands up and said, you know what? Why the fuck do I care then? Why do I care if the man's family is pitching ideas for this angle? And then it occurred to me, I'm like, it's fucking pro wrestling. But, you know, it's, it's, it's dumb, lowest common denominator, silly entertainment. And if you can get anything more out of it, great. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. It's trash. And I don't mean that completely in a disparaging way. I've said on the air that I think pro wrestling's better when it's a little trashy. I mean that. I don't know what woke pro wrestling would look like. Probably would be pretty shitty. I think it's a little better when it's a little trashy. Now, there's certain lines you can't cross and I, that I don't want people to cross. And look, there may come a time where an angle does cross. I shouldn't even say that. There have been promotions that I don't watch because I guess they cross my lines. I was never a big fan of IWA Mid-South or CZW. I thought they were too scuzzy for my tastes. And I never followed them or watched them, even when they were hyped. Because I didn't like the people who ran them. So, I, so even in my case, Joe Lanza, who everyone thinks doesn't care about anything. There's an example of two promotions that I just completely ignored. Yeah, XPW, I remember even as a kid being yeah. like, this yeah, is maybe a little one. too much for me even. So this is basically porn. I mean, this is basically just like hardcore porn masqueraded as as pro wrestling. So I think I'm good. So so it's okay for people to have lines and have those lines. But it's like, leave people alone. If, if you know, let them, uh, you know, be bothered by things. And if you are bothered by things, leave the people alone who aren't. You know, and I, I know this is going to – no one's going to like – this isn't going to magically fix wrestling discourse. I know it's like a waste of breath, but, man, I didn't even want to talk about any of this stuff to begin with. I'm just spitballing off the top of my head. This is just how I feel about this stuff. You know, I am I personally offended by this angle? No. I just see it as silly pro wrestling. But if someone sees it as akin to domestic violence, all right. You know, I'm, you think I'm going to argue with that person? People are allowed to be offended. I roll my eyes all the time at things that people are offended. But you know what? They're allowed to be offended by those things, even if I'm rolling my eyes. Sure. Because right. they've had they've had different experiences than me, and they're walking in different shoes than me, and and all of those things. I would never. I might roll my eyes at, at some things, but I'm never going to tell somebody they shouldn't be offended. And I don't think I've ever done that on this show. Said you shouldn't be offended at this. You know. So I don't know. I. Can we just fucking talk about wrestling? They I had a wrestling match too. Things. I know, I know, and just, and that's you know. what's so bad about this angle is that you know these guys go out there and they kill it for thirty minutes, have a great match. I like their best of the Super Juniors a little bit more uh, than this one, but it's just like, yeah, it, it's so lost in all this discourse of the post match. And but, that's uh, what happens when you run such a shitty angle. People stop talking. It's all about how it ends. Would, yeah, it's all about how the movie ends. It's not. Yep, you know. I watched in real. I watched in real time, and it was one of them nights. Where everybody on Twitter was enjoying themselves. Everyone loved the match. Everyone's going off about how great the match is. The angle happens. And it just like in that building, the air was let out of the balloon. Nobody wanted to. It's just you could tell that the tone had completely changed. And this was really a classic New Japan Cup final. Maybe the best one ever. And they totally destroyed it by running that angle. For an angle that they don't even need, for a match that didn't need an angle to sell tickets, it's just it's it's very frustrating. 
Anything else on the match? I feel, I feel terrible. <laughs> We're gonna spend three it's, minutes it's about like the match. It's like you don't even feel like talking about. I the know match. it's yeah. it's it's it sucks. I don't know what what do we. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's Look, so it was clouded. A great match. It's so clouded I, by the post match angle that yeah. I, w- I wish that my my setup for this was true. That like that match ended and I closed my laptop and I was ready to talk. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was like, all right, we're good to go. And I knew nothing. I wish I was so not online that I popped up on on the show, Joe, and just would spend 30 minutes telling you about how awesome this match was and the, the great counters and the great selling and how Shingo's my no doubt wrestler of the year, but Will's right up there and Will's getting his shot at the title and the great post-match, you know, he, he's going to face Kota Bushi and God, that match is going to be great. And yeah, it sucks that, yeah, it's just, there's no passion to talk about that match, which sucks. It's, um, it was a great match. I mean, I flirted going five on it. Um, <laughs> I it's so weird. Um no, but I mean there was a lot of just great stuff. I mean, you know, um the spot with the pumping bomber where Will flipped out of it uh with the counter was yeah, just Yeah, what's your take on that? I've seen a few different Oh, yeah. it was a great spot. It was incredible. It was awesome. So what do you, what do you make of the people that say oh that's a you know that oh we no sold that that doesn't make any sense type stuff? I think you're a bunch of nerds. It looked cool. Because I think I, this, I, well, in my stance, my stance has always been, again, you can go back to 10 years of this goddamn show. My stance, very similar to this one as well, is I am fine. I, I think there's a big difference between no selling and delayed selling. And pe- a lot yeah. of people don't subscribe to that. A lot of people think that's bullshit, whatever. But I will always, if a guy does something like this, like Will did here. So Will flips through the pumping bomber, bounces off the ropes. I think he does an os cut or something like that. But mm-hmm. immediately afterwards, he doesn't get the pinfall, and he lays on the mat for like two minutes later, holding his chest, realizing that the adrenaline maybe helped him for the few minutes or the, a minute or whatever. But when that minute was done or when that 30 seconds was done, he was fucking toast and done. Yeah. And Kotobushi does that no, all the time and still does that all the time. He'll get dropped. Tomono Ishii is the master of that. He'll get dropped on his fucking head. Then he'll roll through it, clothesline you, and then fall on the mat and grab his head and go, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. That did hurt. Well, but- it's... It- how much different is it than a fighting spirit no cell where then you collapse at the exactly. end of the season? Right, 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 right. It's it's no different. I mean, he he had a creative counter for the pumping bomber. I think to me the idea this is so nerdy. But the idea to me when when I'm talking about it in Kayfabe is he absorbed some damage by getting hit, but he also was ca- it was a planned counter. But that doesn't mean he didn't absorb any damage. Right, right. And- he knew kind of like yeah. To me, you could see it as like kind of a, a gymnastics type of move where you roll through it. You know, I, I know what he's going to do here. Yeah. So I'm going to start my flip before he hits me. Yeah, he's going to get me a little bit, but I'm going to be able to you know absorb some of this and not take all the brunt of it. Yeah, I could totally yeah. buy that. Either that, or he, or he did just get hit with it, but he happened to land on his feet, and then adrenaline carries. Right, he you realized, oh shit, I got, I got a thing here. Boom, boom, boom. Does one move yeah. and then falls and goes, fuck yeah, damn it. And I could totally buy it from that standpoint. Plus, it just fucking looked cool. Wrestling's all about looking cool and acting like a badass. Yeah, you're, a wise you're, you're, man. Going on the, you're, you're looking at the wrong show if you want us to critique <laughs> a no-sell. So, I mean, you know, a wise man once said that. You know, look cool and act like a badass. Do cool moves, act like a badass. And this was a cool move, and he acted like a badass. I mean, um, no, but this was not a move. There's moves sometimes where I'm like, that's just fucking stupid. This was not one of them. I thought it was great. I thought it was creative and looked awesome. And then the 450 through the table on the outside, I have to tell you, I would have been okay with that as a count out finish. That's how dynamic and awesome that, that came across. And then the spot of the match that took place, um, I would have been more than okay with that being the finish. And then there was zombie Shingo, which was awesome. You know, where Shingo just, he was like, uh, 
Chris Lieben. I know, well, you wouldn't That's understand. That's not going to help me well, much, but go ahead. <laughs> I guess like Ibushi has done against people there where he go. turns into zombie Ibushi, you know, um, except Chris Lieben would like do it in real fights. Like he would just all of a sudden not feel pain and just walk through strikes. Uh, but that's what this, you know, Shingo with the the whole, you know, the zombie spot, which I think in big spots, I like that spot. If someone did it every match, it would be stupid, right? But in a big spot, like Kota Ibushi does it once a year, you know, when he just snaps and, you know, and then Shingo did it here. And um, no, I thought it was a phenomenal match. I really did. And I was a coward. I went four and three quarters. I didn't go the full five. I thought what was interesting about it too is Shingo really didn't get as much offense. This was not a 50-50 match. You know, they they wrestled a completely different kind of match than they normally do. Because this was not 50-50. I mean, Shingo, right. this Best was like of the Super 70, Juniors 30. was that way. Best of the Super Juniors was counter, 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 counter. They, they were two completely equal human beings trying to counter one another to, to yeah, that that's what I got from that one. Yeah. So um, no, I I thought it was a great match. And I think, I mean. You know, fuck it. You know, I think Will Ospreay is the wrestler of the year at this point. That's a great take to have this week. But it's a, but it, it's, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I, you know, you have the 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 Okada match at Wrestle Kingdom and the Kojima match, which I thought was fucking incredible. And then he just tears through this New Japan Cup with banger after banger. I mean, I think he's been the best wrestler in the world this year. And it's like, you know, um, <laughs> probably the worst time to say it, but I mean. I've never been dishonest with the audience. So, I mean, that was going to be my take as I was watching the match. And the angle wasn't going to chase me away from the take. So, um, he's just been incredible, you know. Um, he's off to a start where, you know, he could have a year similar that he had in 2019 where I thought he was not only one of the best wrestlers in the world, but uh, that, I think, was one of the best singular years that I've ever seen in the pro wrestling business. You know, that was the year he was great in all those tournaments. Uh, you know, he basically wrestled in every tournament and was great in every one of them. And uh, he's off to a similar start here. You know, the Zack Sabre Jr. match, you know, uh, you know the matches in this New Japan Cup. And you know he's going to have a great match with Kota Ibushi. So, and he has a chance to win. I don't think he'll win. But I, I think right now it's like 75-25. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I had that same thought after, after, especially after the B thing is like, they might go with this guy. You know what I mean? Like that, and that it would be, it'd be bold, but this is a bold company and they make very bold decisions a lot of times. And especially after that angle, which was so impactful and so what, I mean, I know what they had in their mind, obviously with that angle, it obviously bombed tremendously. No question. It bombed in the arena. It bombed everywhere. No question that it did not work, but um, I know what they're going for there. And it is bold enough to make you at least have that idea of, ah, oh, fuck, they might do it with this guy. They might do it. And I mean, this company's taken big risks before, and that would definitely be one. So um, I'm with you. It's not, it's not a, it's not 50, 50, but it's, it's not a 90, 10. You know what I mean? It, it, it I'm probably, I might be 60, 40, to be honest. I mean, it's, it's, it's the, I mean, if you're going to do it, I mean, that was not the worst time ever to do it. I mean, may, well, maybe now is the worst time to do it after the, the, you know, the feedback, but again, like you said, they don't fucking care, you know, they're, they're just going to keep doing their shit. So, um, I don't know. They like heat and, uh, having a big heater as your champion is, is not the worst idea. So, yeah, I, I look, I don't, th again, I don't think he's the favorite, but I don't think this is one of those defenses where it's, 
the challenger has no chance. I mean, it honestly wouldn't shock me as well. And this is something uh, a thought that we can maybe you know lead into talking about Sakura Genesis. I mean, there is an X apparently in this United Empire. Yeah. Uh, it's not unrealistic that there's another X that comes out and beats up Ibushi and you know what I mean, like classic evil or Sonata, who comes out and like you know attacks Kota Ibushi and Will gets the pit. You know what I mean? Like if they're really going for heat and they're really trying to get this United Empire, which by the way is not going away and only getting stronger. Um, you know, it's not completely out of their own possibility that you do it now. So I don't know. I I mean I don't want them to win it because the timing. I don't want to. I don't want to spend half of this show talking about. Uh, you know whether Willow Spray should be banished or not. I can't take it. No. So look, he's going to win it eventually. How about not now? Off the heels of this angle, uh, let people calm down and and forget about stuff again for a while, and then maybe do it later. I mean, just selfishly. I mean, I would rather not. Um, but uh, but I don't think it's a zero percent chance. So um, but yeah, Empire is only getting stronger. Um, and yeah, he's obviously being earmarked to be a future champion. It's just a matter of when, um, and, and a matter of whether they want to pull the trigger on his, uh, on his first challenge. I don't get the sense that Abushi is a super hot champion either. That, and that's that, that I plays into it as a little bit as well. It's just, I mean, I, I love Kota Bushi, but like the, I, I'd be he's lying to tell you great. if I'm, if I'm excited about this run. Yeah. He came out with the title and I was just like, oh yeah, Kota Bushi. <laughs> right. But the <laughs> thing about it is they, See, other promotions would base their decisions on that kind of stuff. They make a plan and stick to it. So they're not the kind of promotion that's going to think, ah, you know, this champion's kind of cold. Let's try to jumpstart the company. Whatever they have planned for Kota Ibushi with all these domes and shit that they're right, running. Right, they've had a plan. They've had a plan for a while. And they're going to stick to it. Right. So you can never with New Japan say, well, this guy feels cold, so I think they're going to move on. That's not how they do things. They have a plan. They stick to it. And they see it through, um, you know, and most of the time, most of the time it works. So we'll see. I mean, um, the angle definitely took the wind out of my sails a little. I'm not looking forward to the match as much as I was, but what's the date on that? Uh, four, four. So we, we can talk about yeah. it a little bit more at length uh, next yeah, week. I can maybe. tell you what, when April 4th rolls around and they're hitting the ring, I'm going to be excited yeah, because I think it's going to be a great match. So uh, some other matches on that uh, Sakura Genesis show from April 4th, obviously Kotobushi will uh, in the main event. Uh, you also have Suzuki Goon uh, defending their junior tag team titles, junior heavyweight tag team titles. Uh, Desperado and Kanemoro versus the returning Rapungi 3K. They better not win those. <laughs> don't don't do that to show like don't, don't let's let's. I mean, they're probably going to win them. They should lose and Yo should fucking turn on the guy. You know what I mean? Traditional Japanese booking. Yo would take a fall. Yes. But they've kind of strayed away from that in many ways, the traditional Japanese booking. So I don't know. You know, if this were 1987, we'd all know the finish. I don't know anymore. So. Uh, other uh, matches here real quick. Uh, Jay White and Bad Luck Fale versus Hiroshi Tanahashi and Satoshi Kojima. Let's go. Oh, Kojima takes yeah. Bad Luck Fale's fucking head off with his arm and gets that pinfall there. Yeah, probably not happening, Joe. But <laughs> I could dream. Nope. So, nope. I'm just gonna say yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> right, right. right. He bounces yeah. off the ropes, just fucking takes his head off. One, two, three. Yeah, Red Club rejoices. Sure Red thing, Club buddy. beats Bullet Club. <laughs> Let's go. Don't uh, bet on that. On mybookie.com. Don't. Yeah, mybookie.com. Dot, 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 dot
LIJ, Naito, Sonata, and Shingo versus the United Empire, Jeff Cobb, Great Okan, and X. Joe, who's X? So the X has to be someone impactful, right? Because they're going to win. And the thing about it is when you look on the other side, it's three pushed guys. So whoever this X is, is going to be a player. Or does he become a player by being this X? You know what I mean? Because that could be it. Yeah, it, right. could be, it could be, you know, Hanare or whatever. And Hanare comes in. And if he fucking pins Naito, he's a guy then, you know? That's what I just said. Yeah, you can't. This X has to be a player because. Oh, I see. He, he has to become. Yeah, okay. I think people may interpret that as he has to be like a big star or whatever. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, I think the X has to be a player moving forward. Right, right. He had, whoever it may be, Hanari, Brody King, yada, yada, any numerous guys, guys, a dude. Okay. Because there's no one on that team you can pin that isn't a big deal. There's no Bushi. Right, right, right. And it doesn't make sense to do that and to bring in an X and have that side lose. That doesn't make any sense. So, um, where is Hikuleo on this card? Nowhere. He's not on it, right? He's not on there, yeah. He's quarantining. Oh, boy. Do you think that would be Ugh. a bold move to do Hikuleo? It's a move. <laughs> bold, I don't know if it's the word I would use. I mean, that guy... It's a word that starts with B, but it's not bold, so... I mean, that guy, whenever they do bring him in, eventually he's getting a push. He's like six foot seven, legit. He's a monster. Biggest guy yeah. on the roster. Um... I don't know about this level of push. Sucks though. It kind of stinks though. That's the only problem. He's all right. I mean, I've been watching him on Strong. He's okay. Um, had a decent little match against Jordan Clearwater a couple weeks ago. I know you're on top of Maybe it's Jordan Clearwater. Yeah. Um, I'm not on top of Strong. No, I have not watched uh, Strong in a while. I just haven't heard anybody pitch his name, so I'm gonna throw that one out there. You know, I don't know if it's him. I've seen Kyle Fletcher. I've seen Kyle Fletcher. I've seen Hikuleo. Kyle Fletcher would be great. I've heard Hanare. I mean, yeah, I like Fletcher too. That'd be cool. I think Fletcher is my favorite option because the new Haas-like Kyle Fletcher, I think, would get over in Japan uh, with his new style. You know, yeah, he's you, not that you, can, st- you can already close your eyes and see great matches with Shingo already. Oh, yeah. With the way he's been wrestling, for sure. Uh, and that beef that he added, and he was already tall. Height was never the problem. He was just a young kid that didn't put on any, that needed to put on weight. You know, and it's not muscle weight. It's like classic pro wrestling weight, like Stan Hansen kind of build, you know, like burly. Um, so that would be a great choice. It would fit the aesthetic and all of that, too. So that's who I hope it is. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I, I'm pretty open to this one. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, two, uh, bo- bo- if it's Hikuleo, I'm taking a victory lap. You, you go ahead. Yeah, I will be upset that you willed yeah. that into existence, but uh, you, you can take a victory right. lap for sure. Even though, even though, yeah, we mentioned four other names, but take the victory lap on that one for sure. Oh, yeah. If any of those four names come through, oh, we're, we're replaying that audio for sure. Has uh, anyone listened to this show for nine years? I mean, that's what <laughs> happened. Uh, evil, Dick Togo, Kenta, Yujiro, Taiji Ishimori versus Okada, Yoshiashi, Goto, Yano, and Ishii. Yeah, nobody, 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 nobody cares. cares. And then Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and Jado. Versus Taiichi, Zach Saber Jr., and Dookie. So. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. Okay. All right. So. Speaking of giving a shit, Fujita versus Kano. Pro Wrestling Noah. Joe, Green Ring, GHC National Title. We hate to tell you that we were right. We hate to take the victory lap. But fucking Fujita beat Kano. 19 minutes and 14 seconds that I'm never going to get back. What is this shit? What are we doing? 
I thought the match was great, though. You didn't like it? No. Well, are we, do we count when they fucking stare at each other for 11 minutes again as the part of the I match? I fast-forwarded that. It was oh, seven well, minutes. Yeah, if you fast-forward through that, what? No, that's... I knew it was coming, and I skipped it. It was seven minutes Okay, long. well, then, yes. If you take out the ele- seven or 11 minutes of them staring at each other, yeah, it was probably pretty fucking good. I can't take well, that out, though, because the bell ring, and these assholes are staring at each other again. I'm done with the Fujita stare shit. I'm done. <laughs> as I was fast-forwarding through, as I was scanning my finger through to skip it, I noticed that they didn't just stand and stare. They kind of circled each other. Did yeah. that help you at all or no? No, because they also okay. stood and stared for eight of those minutes. It was, it was like six minutes. Okay, well, then six of the minutes they stared, and then, so what happened is they stared, then Kano did a move, then they stared, then they moved around each other, then they got kind of close, then they got far again, and then they stared, and then they just tied up and started a match. So um, I did the gimmick like you do with porn, where I just... I put my finger along the scroll bar. <laughs> just waiting for I something that looks exciting to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, this oh, there's is the butt play. Okay, there we go. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> this is what the thumbnail enticed me <laughs> right. to click for. I'm right. gonna stop it right here. Oh, this yeah. is a pretty sloppy looking blowjob. No, there we go. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah right. The thumbnail promised a butt, and there's the butt. So I'm yeah. gonna hit play right now. Yeah. yeah. That's what I did here. I kind of slid my finger along the scroll bar. It got to the part that you liked. Yes, once they started actually fighting one another, it was okay. But I, I cannot uh I, I cannot ignore the eight to eleven minutes uh the of, of bullshit that happened before. It was six minutes. Six minutes. You told me it was eight, now it's six. I I think they stared for six minutes, I think. Well, it's fucking five minutes and thirty seconds too long. I don't need to sit here and watch guys staring. stare at each other. Not defending the staring. Doesn't I'm make any sense. Kano is faster. He can kick better. He can do anything better. Why is he sitting there staring at him? I'm not defending just the Fucking stare. kick the guy then. I, I listen. He's fucking. I he's a fat sucks. 50 year old. You can fucking kick his head in. I skipped it, man. It was good after that. I skipped it like when I skip the fucking sofa interview in the porn and get. Yeah, I just <laughs> yeah so what do you do? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what sometimes it is. I want. Sometimes I want the interview. Sometimes you I like want. the backstory about, uh, about Kelsey it and how depends. she how she, okay. how she came right. here. <laughs> it depends on what kind of jacking I'm doing. If if I'm jacking for pleasure, right? Like I'm on my own, everyone's asleep, and I'm jack. Like I might I might want the backstory to get into the scene, right? But if I'm pre-gaming to like give the wife some classic lands of action. I just want to get to the action so I can get to the pre-gaming. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to hype myself up for a hot session. That's a different kind of jacking. Total silence. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, move on. <laughs> I'm, I, I want you to follow up, but that's uh, not gonna I would. Here. I would prefer not to. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. He's tugging the collar over there. He's tugging the collar. Uh, but I skipped the staring. So maybe if it were a different... Maybe if I were watching this for pleasure, I would have watched. <laughs> have appreciated the backstory of the of the staring. Um, no, but no, I I thought the match, despite the fact that I fast forwarded the worst part, was awesome. I can't combine my critique of the booking with the match. The match has to be independent of that. Now I know it's going to bleed together to some extent. You're going to like a match more if you also like the booking. You're going to like a match less if you don't like the booking. But you have to try to do your best to kind of parse those things out. I, don't, I didn't want Fujito to win. I, th- I think, you know, for all the reasons we've talked about, it's not a good move. 
But I can't sit here and tell you I didn't think this match kicked ass. Uh, I thought it was really good. With the disclaimer that I skipped the six worst minutes of the match. So that's my take. Oh, I loved when Kano did his entrance and then Congo did that pose to Fujita. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They looked like badasses. Ultimately, it didn't matter because then the fucking guy beat him anyway. Yeah, but need, like, put his knee on his fucking chest to pin him too, which... Oh, totally humiliated him. That's <laughs> the thing. They're not just beating these guys. They're totally they're, humiliated. Yeah, they're, they're making them absolute like, jokes. Yeah, that, that I don't love. So unless they make the big comeback and all these guys kick their, the old guys' asses, this is obviously rich. History tells us this is. <laughs> I don't smart. like where this is going. Yes, um, but I did enjoy the match. Fujita did whiff on the kick at the end, but he did come back with a second kick that connected. Um, it didn't bother me that much though because Kano didn't sell the whiff. You know what I mean? Fujita had to kick him again. So I've seen different opinions on this. Did the whiff bother you? It did. Or yeah. were you? Yeah, because okay. I well, I come in trying to hate this. You know what I mean? Like I I, I, fully, I I'm not I totally I'm not objective at all. I think it's fucking garbage, and I hate yeah. it, and I look for reasons to hate it even more. So yes, uh, when, after they got done staring at each other for 13 minutes, and then he whiffed on a kick. Yeah, I was kind of over it. So also that ref that does the delayed three, I hate that ref. Can you just count the fall, please? Stop making it about you. Yeah, <laughs> One, I two, mean. Three. Little Earl Hebner style, just boom, 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 you know, nice cadence. It's, uh, it's one thing I always will appreciate about uh, WWF and WWE back in the day. I mean, all their guys had the exact same cadence. No Nick Patrick bullshit. No uh, the old dude in all Japan who who takes 15 seconds to count three. And, yeah, this guy, too. He also kind of takes a little bit. Even eh, Rich is to, to an extent. Rich is pretty good at it, but he, he does a few things that are. But, yes, I agree. All right. So I like the match a lot. You didn't. Um, I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. I, I I liked when they actually got in the ring and and, and worked or whatever. But um, yeah, I could, I could do it just having a wrestling match instead of the Fuji, so the Fujita thing that we have to do every time. So I know. Look, I know. Um, please refer to last week if you want to hear us, or maybe it was the week before. Tear down the booking of this stuff. The only other match I watched was the Junior Tag, where uh, my boy Ogawa. And definitely not my boy Hayata uh, <laughs> successfully defended against Harada and Miyawaki. Um, you didn't watch this, right? I, yeah, I only saw the main event, so I didn't. Okay, so this was the Miyawaki show. I thought they did a really good job making the entire focus of the match Miyawaki. Which, I mean, if we're gonna bury them for pushing all the old guys, we have to praise them when they do something good with a young wrestler. So. Miyawaki lost, obviously, but this match was all about him, and he really came across better than he ever has. So from that standpoint, um, they did a good job with Miyawaki here. It wasn't a great match or anything, but it was very good, and Miyawaki really shined. So I have nothing that I didn't watch the rest of the card. So um, that is Noah, whatever building that was in. So. I forget now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. Probably some giant stadium that people give him credit for. Um, all okay, right. so we've entered the portion of the show where we're not going to do MCW because we need to finish watching it. Correct, yeah. Uh, you saw some of it. I saw none of it. So we'll watch the whole thing, and we'll talk about it next week. Um, The ROH preview. Have you been watching ROH? I am not up on ROH, so I, I don't know if you are. Um, I... Do not have a ton to add in terms of this preview. I was going to kind of mention the matches, uh, mention how you know the card itself doesn't really 
strike me as particularly engaging. But I, I'll be honest, I have not watched Ring of Honor in weeks, many, many weeks. So um, I am vaguely up on it. Um, we we should probably address this though. What are the odds Andrade ends up here? I've said that I think that's his number one spot. I think look at the look at you know look at the other context of other guys that are in there. Mm-hmm. Bastia, Roosh, you know the guys from Mexico. I mean, there there's there's enough guys there. They have the money. Yep, they do. People might not think that they do. They might be you know they do. They're they're destitute. You know, like these indie wrestlers, they have the money. They need somebody like that. That guy just uh, such an injection of 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 buzz, Everything. of talent, of charisma, of marketability. I mean that that would be. If I'm Ring of Honor, I do whatever I can. And if you miss out, you miss out. And he decides he's going to go to New Japan or he decides he's going to go to AEW. But you've got to be at that table and you got to bring your best offer to that table. Yeah, I think ROH is a real player here. Um, I think if the pandemic never happened, people would have saw that they were really turning it up and be, and trying to be a real player. I mean, AEW lit a fire under them. And they were willing to spend money. They made a push for Daniel Bryan. They they kept Roosh and his family in play for another year and, you know, signed the father to get it done. They've got the money, they've got the means, and they've got, you know, they're, they're players. Can I have a slightly controversial Andrade take? Yeah, go ahead. I think he's a little overrated in the charisma department. I think he is obviously a tremendous wrestler. I think he can be a star. But I also think that people think he's like this. I don't think he's this transcendent, instant megastar wherever he lands. People forget he did not get over in WWE at all, even in NXT, without Zelina Vega. That saved his WWE career. He was flailing in that company. And on the verge of just being written out before Vega saved his career. And then the Vega-Andrade act in NXT, and we talked about it at the time, was really all about Vega. She was the star of the act. Yes. And he was the wrestler doing her bidding and having the great matches. But she was absolutely the fuel to the fire in that act. And he didn't get a fair shot on the main roster. And he was one of those Heyman guys that they gave up on too soon. So we don't know what would have happened if the Heyman 18-month plan would have went into play. Heyman didn't get as long as, as he needed, and Andrade was one of the victims of that. But, I mean, I'm not certain. I'm not saying he can't get over as a tippy-top guy, but I'm not as convinced it's, a, it's as much of a lock as people think. Is that controversial? I don't even know. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that's fair. I think he's a guy that projects the charisma and projects as an uh, as a star because he looks like a million bucks. But I'm with you. I think him by himself, I don't think would work. Him with a unit, I think could work. And him with Zelina or wh- whatever, you know, with the uh, Trinidad or whatever the hell, uh, whatever name she would take on or whatever. I think that definitely, yeah. He's a guy, I think, that looks like a million bucks that you can really take to the next level with somebody who can really do the talking and really do uh, everything and let him do his talking in the ring where, where he does exude a lot of charisma in the ring. But yeah, you're right. I, I don't know if as like a, um, a talker, a guy that would just enter in the ring by himself, if he would have all that much to really go. I mean, okay, look at it this way. He was a top guy 
in Mexico for sure. No dispute. Oh, of course, yeah. When he was in New Japan, did you ever get the sense he could be IWGP champion? No. Oh, God, no. No. Neither did I. When he was in WWE, as I said, he failed, completely failed to get over with Al Vega. Now, look, we all know the issues in WWE. It's not all... You can never completely blame the talent. But facts are facts. I mean, he struggled mightily until she was added to the, to the act. And she got him over. You know, you bring them in as a package, I'm way more bullish on Andrade being a top guy. And look, he might be a top guy anyway. He might be able to get there. You know, when you put people in a new place with a fresh coat of paint, amazing things can happen. Or it could go the other way. And sometimes we've seen guys go to different places and it just doesn't work for whatever reason. Sometimes they go different places and you can get over one place like a megastar and you can't in another. I'm not saying that the guy can't be a star. I'm just not as convinced that it's a lock like everybody else says because I see some evidence that maybe he's not quite as charismatic as everybody likes to say because I think everybody likes him. I like him. So everyone wants to say great things about him because we all love watching him wrestle and on paper, he should be a megastar. Look at him. He has everything, the body, the looks, the size. But there's always kind of been a little something missing outside of Mexico with him. That's all I'm saying. And this is a scenario where wherever he goes, I would love to be. I would love for him to prove me wrong. That's a guy that I think you get, and you you absolutely attempt to push him to the top. But I don't think he's a guy that you can start at the top. I think he's got to prove it and get over, and then you work his way up. I don't know. That's my controversial take. Yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to see how motivated he is by this stuff, you know what I mean, and how motivated he is by the WWE tenure that maybe you do get a little bit more out of him because now he's kind of pissed off and ready to prove, you know what I mean? Like, he's always kind of been able to skate by on, on, on a lot of, you know, uh, uh, just his, his, you know, natural charisma, natural to all this sort of stuff, but now maybe he's like out, you know, that, that would be my one hope if I, if I bring him into Ring of Honor is that he comes out there and he's just fucking ready to show the world that he rules and he's the best and he deserved more and all that sort of stuff. That's what I would kind of bet on. But I would also call Zelina, whatever, and say, Hey, you're coming with like, you know what I mean? We're bringing this act to our company. I, I it think would definitely help. And who knows if they even want to work together. I don't know the answer. To that. I, I think, I, I mean, I don't know, but yeah, it did seem like, why wouldn't know, they? it's each of their tickets. To, right. I exactly. Mean, I think they, I, you know. I think that's a classic, like old school wrestling thing that like, Hey, they, they, you know, they understand that, you know, they, they're an act and a dual act. So um, significantly stronger together. For than sure. Apart. For sure. For sure. So, yeah. All right. Let's run through the Ring of Honor show. This thousand match Ring of Honor show. Quickly. Yeah, this, is a, this is a long one. Four hour show here. Two pre-show matches. Uh, Shane Taylor promotions versus Mex squad. That's for the ROH uh, six man tag team titles. Uh, then Brian Johnson, Dan Housen, Eli Isom and LSG. That is also on the pre-show. So I admittedly enjoy Danhausen and you like ROH Danhausen yeah I like it so that's I it. do it's something because it's different he's the only guy that's doing the that kind of shtick it's not a whole fucking card of it and I like the way they present him they present him I don't know if you've seen it but the 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 production's different when he enters and everything yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of it's also like uh people kind of yeah I I, I, yeah, I know uh, exactly. and, and he's just a prelim guy which is what he should be right it's fine yeah I have no I have no yeah. issue with that um all right, real quickly, Dalton Castle versus Josh Woods, Flip Gordon versus Mark Briscoe, EC3 versus Jay Briscoe. So what do you, uh, what do you make of any of those? A, EC3 and Jay Briscoe, 
has had a lot of buildup and a lot of heat. So they expect that to be one of the matches that's going to help sell the thing. Um, so, I mean, I don't think EC3 can can keep up with Jay in the ring. Even Jay, who's kind of on the downside of the career at this point, I think can still work circle because EC3 stinks and he's got the bad knees. So I'm interested to see how they mesh. Then we have, um, I believe this is going to be cinematic. I know it's not taking place at the same place that all the other matches are, which leads me to believe that there's something afoot here, but unsanctioned match, uh, Matt Taven versus Vincent. I'm an unabashed Vincent fan. Uh, you love Vincent, man. Yeah. Are you are you still all in on Vincent? Balloon guy. How can I abandon balloon guy? You're right. Guy? You're right. You're right. He hasn't, he hasn't done anything to do that to, to make you not convinced. So um. They didn't drop this. I mean, these guys were feuding before the pandemic obviously with the split they've kept it alive i mean you know you want stories in your fucking wrestling <laughs> there's the story man yeah there you go um rh world tag team titles uh, obviously dragon lee was supposed to be a big part of this card and, and the show he is not he has a ruptured eardrum so he cannot fly uh so there's been some changes here and uh the changes are you get a lot of kenny king so you got rh world tag team titles uh bestia del ring and kenny king k-i-n-g king uh, versus Rhett Titus and Tracy Williams. A little All Night Express explodes here. There we go. Do people remember that like Kenny King is Los and Gabernobiles? Do they, do uh, they know that? Yes, me. <laughs> I'm like, why is Kenny all right? Right, right, right. Yeah. There you go. You were quickly reminded. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I cannot wait to see the Rhett Titus-Kenny King matchup as they get in the ring. They both tag in and look around like, oh, man. Can you believe it? Where we've been and where we're going here. Yes, I, I love even think of that. The face off between those two. <laughs> I'm with you. The red Titus, is, it's awesome that he's been there for like 15 years. He's just such a great connective tissue to yeah. so much history. <laughs> it's just, it's just red Titus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, against uh, against Tracy Williams with ROH World Tag Team Title. And I hope you are enjoying Kenny King and Tracy Williams because you get an ROH World Ta- a TV title match. Kenny King, K I N G King, defending the title against Tracy Williams. I mean, you think they would just get rid of one of these matches? <laughs> no, we don't need two Kenny King, Tracy Williams. There's a hundred fucking matches on this show. <laughs> oh boy, uh, ROH Pure Championship: Jonathan Gresham defending the Pure Title against Dak Draper. Dak Draper is like a WWE Performance Center name generator. You got Dak Prescott and Don Draper, and you just fucking—that's how the WWE comes up with their names. Famous first name, famous last name, throw them together. Right. Yeah, and he, he looks like, like one of those guys too. He looks like a 2006 yes, FCW guy. That's just like, yeah, he's solid enough. He's okay. Good body. Johnny yeah. Ace probably thinks he's good, and he's not that good. <laughs> you know, type of guy that you know yeah. he'll pop up on the main roster for like a year, and then you kind of forget he's there, and then yeah, he did that right. I think he was <laughs> wasn't he in the? Uh... Well, he was a Largo guy for a little while too, right? Travis Jack Tyler. Draper. Now, he was Travis Tyler, I believe, on the uh, NXT for a while. Well, that's news to me. I've yeah, no, he, got, he, got, he got beaten up by a bunch of dudes. Did he ever make TV? Uh, I want to say he did, but I think... Travis it, Tyler. I think he did, but I think it was either their early, early network days or Are like the... mixing li- him up with someone? No, I never heard of Travis no, Tyler. No, look it up. I promise you he's Travis Tra- Tyler. But I want to say he either was the early, early days of, of network NXT or the late, late days of like website nxt gotcha you know when people are like actually the best show on tv is nxt right you know that i love those days yeah when you had biggie langston and 
Seth. And oh, all he those goes guys. back to those days. Oh. Yeah, right, 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 right. Like the 2013 era. So when the Ascension was <laughs> running all over everybody. So gotcha. So that's Stack Draper. Uh, and then our main events, uh, ROH World Championship, Roosh versus Jay Lethal, who I feel like Jay Lethal is de- either defended or gone for the ROH World Championship at ROH's 11th through 19th anniversary shows. Because God. Eternal. Well, I don't think Roosh. I don't think Roosh should lose here. He God, should, he no, should. no, 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 no. Please don't. Yeah, if you're gonna run semi regularly this year, I mean, Roosh should get the title run that he would have had last year. I think. Um, and you sign these guys again. So, listen, Andrade, no non compete. How about Roosh I picks like up it. a win? And this guy pops up. You know, that'd be something. Go for it. Yeah, I think it's a taped show, uh, but I mean, I don't know. You could find a way around that. Maybe Andrade will do the Cody thing where he just doesn't sign anything and just pops up everywhere for a while until. Or do you think that would cool him off before he? Did? I think that would cool him yeah. off. I'd strike while they're in Todd. I'm, I'm I'm trying to get somewhere sometime in the next few weeks here for sure. With no crowds, it cools you off too because if you're not getting any reactions, and you don't mm-hmm, look like a star, mm-hmm. right? Whereas, okay, maybe if you're these places have crowds and you get big pops everywhere, right? But I yeah I I agree. Um, Probably not the right route. Yeah, you're, you're the talk of the wrestling. You're, you're the talk of the industry for a little bit, and that that is very fleeting. So go quick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do it. Do it as quick as you can. Uh, because... Or just lay low and then make people forget about you a little. And then when you pop up, they're not only surprised but they're happy to see you. Right. You can do either method. Yeah. You got to you got to wait a while to to uh, uh, to to do that for sure though. So I. I I'm glad you agree with me, though. I really think ROH is a player here. I oh, for think sure. In- oh, yeah. yeah. I, I thought from day one that they were I mean, they, they they were a player, and if they're not a player, they should be a player. Um, and I hope. And I don't think I think Connell do everything he can, obviously, especially if he could pair him up with Vega. But um, you know, this is what competition breeds. It's good. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna make a a good bit of money here and uh, not have to pay or not have to work for a hundred dollars in a. In what a do you mean? He can't put food on the table. Now. <laughs> right. Charlotte and Andrade are gonna starve. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's fucking millionaire many times yeah. over Charlotte. I'm sure at this point. Um. Yeah. There you go. All right. You want me to take you through this uh, NWA show real quick before we get out of here? Yeah. Tell me exactly how many minutes we have, and I'll. Do uh, we have negative ten minutes, but. Um, oh. Oh well. Shit. Yeah, yeah, we went I a lot longer on the ROH thing than I thought we were. So, um, negative ten minutes. Yeah. All right. I'll I t- lost track of time as well, so that's fine. Hey, we don't have a. This wouldn't be enough for an overrun. This would be a pretty shitty overrun. So I didn't want to. Uh, what just the NWA? Yeah, that's pretty terrible. Eh. <laughs> Listen, I'm a businessman. I would I would have done it, but you promised the people. Let's give it to. Let's them. go ahead. All right. NWA back for the attack, Joe. NWA. Were they back for the attack? Don't answer that. Answer it as we go through the matches okay. here. Fatal four-way match. Slice Boogie, Crimson, Jack Stain, Jordan Clearwater. Way better than it looked on paper. Really? Okay. Yeah. And it looks like Slice Boogie is going to get a push because... <laughs> Can we call him something else other than Slice Boogie? I I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Please. Because he's good. He's gonna... And I don't want to call him Slice Boogie anymore, though. It's going to sound like an insult. It's not meant to be. But he comes across like a dollar store Eddie Kingston. <laughs> and I kind of mean it as a compliment, though. Right. He's got the whole New Yorker swagger thing going on. So the name Slice Boogie kind of works, to be honest. Um, but no, this match was a little better than you'd think. And it looks like they're going to push him because he got some promo time on the on power as well. All right. Uh, Tyrus, the uh, Funkasaurus himself versus J.R. Kratos. 
Worst match of the year contender. Seven minutes and 27 seconds. That seems and it was no a fault lot longer than I would book. No, it wasn't the time. It was, listen, and this was no fault of J.R. Kratos, who, or I think they just call, in this company, they just call him Kratos um, to get pedantic on you here. But uh, I just saw Kratos have a great match with Fred Rosser on Strong. No that days was off. Really yeah, no days off for that guy. Um, Tyrus was abysmal. He, <laughs> well, he's always been, right? No, no, no. He was abysmal. You don't understand. He was worse than ever. Like, and he was never good. Oh, I have to watch this. Was, I have to watch this then, do I? Don't I? He was out of shape. And oh, even God. by big man standards. What does he look like out of shape? No, but it's like he didn't, he wasn't in ring shape either because he was gassed immediately. <laughs> Um, he wasn't in good shape even for him. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Like, I wasn't expecting him to look like Lex Luger, but he was clearly not, he didn't prepare. He didn't get into shape, okay. either ring shape or aesthetic shape. He was loose and he gassed immediately. He was having trouble performing. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> it was really, truly horrendous. It was, it was, it was one of the worst matches of the year. It'll be a worst match of the year contender if enough people watch, which they didn't. And people remember it. It was really, really bad. And he won it with an elbow drop, and they're pushing him. So he better get into ring shape uh, quickly because this was not – this was really, really, really bad. Anyway, TV title match here. The Pope versus Tom Latimer goes to a time limit draw. But, Joe, I see here it's not 6.05. It's 10.05. Did they change the time limits here on the TV title? They did. What? They said that they, they've Why? gotten rid of the – They've gotten rid of the 605. Look, we knew things were going to change with all the different people in the office That's now. Dumb. Um, you know, so who do you want to blame? You want to blame Corgan or Simon Diamond? Who we blame? Uh, let's go Simon Diamond. Yeah, let's all go right. Simon we will Diamond. irresponsibly blame him, even though we know <laughs> God nothing. Damn you, Simon Diamond. Um, yeah, I don't know why they would change it. Here's the thing, though. I was right to throw my drink at him when I went to uh, Anarchy Rules '99. <laughs> Is that a true story? I, like uh, I don't know if I. Th- I yeah, I, th- I threw a drink at somebody. I don't remember when. It was just what everybody was doing. You know what I mean? ECW shows were madness. They're just Listen, crazy. <laughs> you were a product of the times. Right. I can't get mad at you. You know? Um, no, so first of all, I like the 605 limit because it made for those fun sprints. But if you're going to change it, okay. But why 1005? Yeah. Why not just 10? Like the whole gimmick with the 605 was for. <laughs> right. 1005 has no meaning. 1005 doesn't mean. Yeah, I don't understand. Very, I, I disagree. And then they went to the time up, but I'll tell you what, this was a really good match. This was a really good match. Um, it became obvious they were going to go to a draw about nine minutes in based on the commentary, but um, no, I really enjoyed this. And you know the gimmick. The, the champ doesn't have to win. He just has to defend successfully seven times in a row to earn a world title shot. There you go. So, so Pope now has his first successful defense in the bag, even though it was a draw. So... I like those little wrinkles to make a title feel different. That's a though. cool story. I, I, yeah, actually, yeah. I like that story. So that'd be kind of cool if he just tries to go. He just wants to go 10 minutes and survive. And then, yeah, that's that, right. That's all he needs to do. That's that's because you could cool. have heels manipulate that. Right, right, right. You know, there's a lot of different things you could do. I, I like it. I like it as a step. I just wish it was 605 instead of 1005 or just 10, one or the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, NWA Women's World Title number one contendership match. Camille defeats Thunder Rosa, as we kind of predicted. Uh, would happen. How'd Camille look here? She looked good, and it was um, your classic, you know, Thunder Rosa trying to take down the Beast kind of style of match. And Thunder Rosa's so good, and she really led her through a great match. 
and the commentary acknowledged the match with uh, Britt Baker a couple days earlier, quote unquote, a couple days earlier. So that played into it. Like they weren't, it, it wasn't like they were giving Thunder Rosa an excuse for losing, but they didn't, it's part of the canon. Let me put it that way. Right, 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 right. So it works. I mean, hey, so, use those, use those elements. I mean, use those things if you can. It's a great way. Like anytime you need to t- give somebody a loss, like if you can try to put a qualifier on there, I, I, I think that's not a bad thing to do. Oh, they retired. They were, you know, it sets up for a rematch if you if you want to do it, or you can just yeah, somebody just beat somebody because they were on that day they were better, and they're you can you can explain why they were better on that day. That's okay. It doesn't bury anybody. They've had that, and they've had a lot of roster turnover, obviously, since the. You know, the pandemic, a lot of contracts expired. They lost a lot of people. Um, but these are two sort of quote unquote homegrowns. I would consider Camille an absolute homegrown. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thunder Rosa, obviously an indie wrestler. But for all, for if you want to call her a homegrown from a big time promotion, quote unquote, big time promotion standard, you could say that. So, you know, this, the right person won. I mean, Thunder Rosa's already made and she's only become a bigger star being on Dynamite. And Camille is, you know, someone who they're getting behind. So I, I feel like the right person won. And in fact, I think Camille should probably just win the title at this point. Just go with it, yeah. It was a good match, though. Thunder Rosa did a really good job um, leading her through that style of match where it was like she was trying to chop down the giant. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a perfect first opponent for Camille's kind of coming out party here. Uh, yeah. Because Thunder Rosa, yeah, I, I can imagine, made her look great. Uh, NWA National Heavyweight title here. Trevor Murdoch is your current champion. He defeated Chris Adonis. Man. I mean, it was pretty good. for tw- um, Yeah, I can't imagine these two guys in 2021, but yeah, all right. Chris Adonis is a guy where, like, every seven years he has a great match. <laughs> right. He had that <laughs> yeah. great match against Drew McIntyre. He had yeah. that great match that I saw on a, on a live NWA anniversary show. Um. I think against Cahagas. In fact, it was. I think it was against Cahagas. He had a great, a shockingly good match. Um, he's a guy who can go. You know, it's just he doesn't. He's never really reached his full potential. But uh, and and Murdoch, I think, is really good. I think he's he's solid as fuck. Um, and this was a good match. I don't think it was as good as Pope and Latimer or the Thunder Rosa match, but. There was really only one bad match on this card, and it was fucking out of shape Tyrus. Yeah. And then the uh, the main event here, NWA World's Heavyweight title, Nick Aldis defends successfully against Aaron Stevens. So Aaron Stevens played it straight, no gimmicks. He's still just Aaron Stevens guy, right? Yeah, he's not he's not a Aaron fake karate Stevens, fighter. He's not a no. yeah, he's not anything else. He, he worked at Babyface, Black Tights, Aaron Stevens in honor of Josephus. And um, they just went out there and had a classic world title match. Three and a half range, somewhere in there. It was, let me put it to you this way. This was the best possible match that Nick Aldis and Aaron Stevens can have with each other. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, for sure. Held my attention. Good, solid work. And then they did the um, Aldis retains, and then they did the Josephus, uh, you know, uh, uh, Stevens had the mask in his corner. So he broke down and started crying after the match, holding the mask. And they had a lot of the NWA, sort of the people who you associate with the NWA. So Thunder Rosa came out and people like that, Murdoch. And then they all stood in the ring and they, you know, they saluted Josephus at the end. It was a nice scene. 
and inside the uh, power studio, you know, with the old, uh, you know, they got the flags. They the the Mokrovian yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. flag yeah. is up there now as well. Oh, as nice. Flag. That's okay. That's cool. That's cool. That's something I would have never thought of. You know, so the Mongrovian flag is up there. You know, with with the rest of the flags. This was a good show. Sounds like a I pretty mean, fun show. Yeah, sounds pretty solid. Actually, it, it was exactly like what you expect out of the like. Nothing blows you away, but a lot of solid stuff. Only one stinker. It was only two hours. You were in. You were out. Um, you know, I, I just fear that nobody paid for it because it had no build, and no one is paying four ninety nine a month for power. No, power was the kind of show that everyone would watch. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people would watch because on YouTube because it was free. Right, and it Throw was some on ads, before put dark. some ads in there, put some ads before and after and during. I'm fine to watch the ads and and you to make your money on ad money, but yeah, I'm not giving you five bucks every single week for. Yeah, plus it was on before dark, so people would make a night of it, you know, on Tuesdays. But to get people to pay for it, first of all, this model doesn't work. How many times do people – okay, TNA. <laughs> it didn't work in 2002. It's not going to work today, guys. And look at uh, Dave Marquez, the UWN Primetime Live. He just put out a tweet. I don't know if you saw it. Somebody asked him, where's UWN Primetime Live? And he said, look, I'm going to be frank with you. The pay model was a failure. Nobody bought the shows. We're going to have to go in a new direction. It doesn't work. Yeah. You can't have weekly TV behind a paywall. because, And and the return episode of Power was not good. I mean, it was, it was just fine. It was an average episode of NWA Power. They needed to come out with something newsworthy and something big that would have captured the attention of the news sites for the next 12 hours, and they didn't do that. They had a mediocre episode of TV. There was no big angle. Nothing happened. So now the people who were on the fence are now not going to pay $4.99 and probably never will. You had a chance at least to capture the people that were on the fence. And we're going to say, you know what? I used to like power, but I don't know if I should pay for this. Well, if you had some kind of big surprise or big angle or a great show that was getting all kinds of buzz, maybe some of those people go, oh, you know what? I'm in. But man, did they blow it. You never get that second chance to make that first impression. I know that's a cliche, but in this case, they really needed to have a newsworthy power, and they didn't. Uh, It was just a 5 out of 10 episode of TV, Mm, and that's not what they needed. This is going to fail. So I don't know what their next step is going to be, but charging people $4.99 a month, I'm paying it because I enjoy this. It's light. It's easy. It's my kind of wrestling. I like this kind of wrestling. I like to mix it in. I don't always like just fucking New Japan. I want everything to be five stars. I like this kind of wrestling too. Light, easy studio wrestling. It reminds me. It's comfortable. It reminds me of my childhood. I like it. You know, I'll pay for it because to me, $5 a month is nothing. It's like a dollar a week. To me, that's free. But people aren't going to pay for something. You know, uh, this is a proven failed model. Right. You you can't grow that way either. It, 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 if you're if no you're a growth. proven commodity, at a certain point you might be able to do it, but no new fledgling or small company can paywall things and 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 you know it just limit it absolutely just puts a cap on your growth and you're never going to get new people and yeah it's. Yeah, primetime live just it, they just showed them a couple months ago how that yeah, it didn't they work. ran they gave what, four, up after four, four or five episodes. of them yeah four or five episodes and they're out and know. they were charging more but it's just it's still I mean four ninety nine a month I think the price point is fair but 
people aren't going to pay for power. It wasn't good enough. And this debut episode wasn't good enough to get people to reel them in. RevPro tried the fight model and failed too. And now they're just showing them free on YouTube and then behind the paywall on their service if you want to watch a replay. Or if you can't, you know, you got one, RevPro's doing it where you have one chance to watch live on YouTube for free. And then after that, it's behind their paywall. Okay, because they didn't work out on fight either. This does not work. It just doesn't work. So I have a feeling the pay-per-view bombed, and I have no doubt in my mind that this pay model isn't going to work. But look, he's trying to generate income any way he can. Corgan. Mm -hmm. You know, they can't, they're not selling tickets. What they're doing, Rich, is they're not, you never see those bleachers. They never show that on camera. Remember those bleachers set up? They could fit, I guess, about five, six hundred people in there. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's even even when but, fans come back, they're not getting that. No, but I mean that that whole side where the fans would sit, they never show that on camera anymore. Like, but the atmosphere is good because what they're doing is I assume they have all everyone who's not working that particular match over there making a lot of noise. And it, and the atmosphere feels exactly the same. There's just you don't, they just never point the camera in that direction because they don't want to expose it. But the atmosphere is actually really good. Uh, they've captured the atmosphere of power without the fans. But you know, without the fans, they're not generating any income. So I, I get why they're trying this, but we all know it's going to fail. And there we go. That is the Voices of Wrestling flagship podcast. That's Joel Lanza. I'm Rich Krage. MyBookie.ag, promo code VOICES. Uh, voiceofwrestling.com slash express if you want to say fuck you to uh, Peacock and <laughs> find the WWE Network uh, via other means. Voiceofwrestling.com slash express. Mybookie.ag, promo code voices. Voiceofwrestling.com, at Voices Wrestling. Voiceofwrestling.com slash Discord. All that other good stuff. That's it for oh Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com slash Voices of Wrestling, of course. WrestleMania Randomizer. Thursday Tier Reviews. All that other good stuff on there. That's it for us. For Joel Lanza, I'm Rich Krejci. Talk to you next time. Voice Wrestling. Flagship